Hey there, we are going to be at the Midwest Gaming Classic in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, April 13th, 14th, and 15th of 2018. You can go to MidwestGamingClassic.com to check the schedule and buy tickets and stuff like that. Um, we will have details and announcements about a meetup. Uh, be assured that there will be a meetup sometime at some kind of bar of some sort. Once again, that is the Midwest Gaming Classic, MidwestGamingClassic.com, April 13th, 14th, and 15th, set up at a table and doing a live show about the Donkey Kong game for Game Boy from 1994. It's just called Donkey Kong, but you have to be specific because, you know, it's a it's a whole different thing. Anyway, uh, come see us. We would love to see you. Greetings, Lynx. This will be your mission. Omira Science Technology, in partnership with other arms developers, has created a new kind of mechanical arms platform that runs on the highly volatile Kojima Particle. Wait, Kojima Particle? Asking repetitive questions already? Then you're already a step ahead. The Kojima Particle is extremely powerful, but requires some design alterations to perform properly. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. So I noticed some extra curvature kind of around uh, the, the, the torso up here and kind of t toward the top of the top of the leg units is that for like aerodynamics or are there extra boosters in there like what gives one or both or something like that yeah okay so uh the kojima particle gives the mechs tits that's unfairly dismissive links also turn your attention towards the enhanced battle ready posture yeah um it's bent over and wiggling like a lot that's because it's ready to pounce Notice how it reacts to being doused with water. This process both cleans the next and recharges its batteries. And it's vocalizing like that because... How else would you know it was working? All right. Okay. I'm, I'm skeptical that this is going to work in battle, but I guess that's why you hired me to test it. I, I suppose it pays. I take it you've accepted the mission, and it is very lucrative. We'll deploy you immediately. Okay, um, command, I have I have no visuals. Well, that's because prior to battlefield activation, the Kojima particle needs to warm up. So we'll play you a lecture about the nature of mercenaries at war, a topic that will surely be of interest to you. And for added stimulus, here's some stock footage of missiles being moved from one stack of missiles to a separate stack of missiles in the same room. Okay, uh, yeah, so speaking of missiles, I, I hear some in incoming, um... Come on, come on. Damn it, why can't why can't I move? Help! Oh, oh boy. Uh, um wait a minute. You locked me in a nuclear sex coffin? You bastard! Kojima particle testing is a massive success. Let's make four more of these.
I'm Gary Butterfield. I'm Cole Ross. And this is Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Armored Core 4 for Answer, which is an action game developed by From Software and published by Ubisoft for the PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2008. Yeah. Now this is part two of Mech Month, uh, which is sponsored by our patron Mitch Bennis. Um, and this is the game that he specifically dictated. Uh, yes. when, you, when you choose a theme month, you get to choose one game and then the surrounding theme for said game. Yes. Pray for Mojo? No, pray for Answer. Yes. <laughs> pray for Mitch. The, uh, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch was, has uh, been on our Bonfireside chat kind of roundup season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Souls born fan, and uh, as makes sense that he would branch off into the Armored Core yeah. uh, franchise. Because we had a whole show about FromSoft's other big series. That's right. Echo Knight. Uh, <laughs> Those uh, games are good and fun. No, I, I'm not against. Okay. I don't, I don't dislike anything that, that From's made so far. Yeah. Um, the Soul series, of course. Mm-hmm. But we have never played, really, or covered an Armored Core game. Yes. Um, uh, my experience I, with the series extends to a demo disc that I think came with my PlayStation. I have, I've never played it at all. I bought a PSP copy on my Vita, or PSP game, uh, downloaded, mm-hmm. uh, and had barely played it. I like started the title screen and got overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, the connection, uh, this is uh, directed by Miyazaki. Yes. Uh, the same way the Souls games are. Yeah. And there's like, weirdly enough, his touch is on it. Yeah. Um, it's a very different game, uh, which we'll discuss, <laughs> but like his, you know, it feels like it could be made by the same person. It does. Uh, you can kind of, yeah. you can kind of see the fingerprints from that, from that Miyazaki touch. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that uh, sarcastically. I'm using that phrase sarcastically, but I really mean it. Like there is that sense of, you know, mystery around it there is that sense of isolation that is brought into it i've not played the rest of the series but jumping into this one and knowing that he's behind it you it really is pronounced yeah yeah while while articulating in a very different way yes uh which we'll get in uh for people who don't know armored core at all um this is a series that is about uh piloting mechs from a third person perspective um you complete missions and uh, the kind of hook of this game is that you have an insane amount of, uh, we'll talk about this at length, but uh, buying kind of new parts with this insane customization yes. um, to upgrade your capabilities or adapt to what the next mission is asking you to do. It is all about mech customization and upgrading and also uh, making your mech more appropriate for the challenges that it's going to face. Uh, there is, is a very tight trial and error loop with it. And which has always been a big part of like mech game gaming in general. Uh-huh. Like, um, I remember, uh, trying to get into, I had a bunch of nerds in, in eighth grade who had a battle tech club and I was a nerd and liked tabletop stuff. I liked D and D, but I, I got to it and it was just, you know, textbooks essentially mm-hmm. full of like different parts. <laughs> lots of, um, lots of tables and stuff. Yeah. It was like a little yeah. bit too crunchy for, for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember even then, like that's been always been a big part of the appeal of, of Max. Mm-hmm. Um, until you get to Zone of the Unders, which shaves off every single uh, <laughs> rough edge that could possibly ever be there until you get something that uh, is barely a game. Yep, you get something um, that's just a, just a lozenge that is meant to pass through the system. Yep. 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 <laughs> so, uh, for answer, uh, it's a direct sequel to Armored Core 4, um, but it does a pretty fair job of setting the table for you so you won't be completely lost. Like, kind of like I, I think one of the big things that I think that we'll get into this is it, it, it doesn't feel like it references other works that often. No, you know, so it doesn't feel like it, you're not going to be lost because of lack of context. But mm-hmm. I do think this game uh, does a bad job telling its story mm-hmm. um, while while still liking like I like this game quite a bit. Spoilers. But like mm-hmm. I, I think that it 
it's a weird thing. It's like, imagine that sense of isolation and mystery from dark souls with maybe 5% of the total text. Right. You know, as far as just words to read about the game, Mm -hmm. like there's just, there's just not very much here. So like the story ends up being really kind of exceedingly simple. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but also told in a complicated way. Yes, it is told. Uh, it is it is told mostly through these mission briefings, and then also the chapter interstitials. So, like yes. you have two <laughs> two cutscenes, and then like some descriptions of what one company is asking you to do against another company. And and one of the the most hilarious things, and and Brian, uh, Doctor Static, in the Slack uh, pointed this out to me. I didn't notice it until he pointed it out, but then I could not notice it. Is how the uh, the lore that comes up on loading screens uh, takes so long to load that it disappears before you can read it. Yep. <laughs> like the, the image shows up and you get like a Mac and it's like, okay, there's a Mac yeah. and, and a logo. And then like, a paragraph <laughs> pops up and you can read about half of it before the game finishes loading. It is pretty funny. Um, they hadn't quite perfected that yet. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just, it just ends up being a thing where like at first it, this game is very good at suggesting that there's like really deep kind of lore and story mm-hmm. to it. Uh, and then as you're playing through it, and then I got to the point where I was like at the end, I was like read about what was happening. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not actually very deep. Like, it's actually a pretty shallow story. <laughs> and the majority of what you do for the first three chapters doesn't really contribute to that. It just sets up that you are a mercenary who apparently has no loyalty to one company or the other. You will help uh, you will help a, a member of the league during one mission and then go and sabotage your work in the second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that would, the, the, the amount of overlap there uh, is a bummer too. like not to get into armor core bummers, which there aren't very many. Again, I like this game. It just it popped up. The story is just very hard for me to grapple with because it yeah. is extremely like basic. And again, just kind of, I think, kind of badly told, like yeah. it's, it really underlines. Uh, you can see like, you know, Miyazaki getting a chance to do Demon Souls and being like, what if I could have places tell stories? Mm hmm. And there's none of that here. Absolutely not. Um, which is the the big bummer. There's like no sense of place. There's no setting. Mm-hmm. So like there's a like a grand setting, you know that the, the there's a world state. Yeah. But an individual level does not. They get reused. Like they're just arenas. Yes. You know it's it, the uh, so it ends up being not a game with like oh this has like good level design and good environmental storytelling or good kind of you know that all that stuff that I so strongly associate with Souls is like just mm-hmm. out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So so when I say this reminds me of soul stuff, it's all in the mood, right? It's all in the mood and kind of just the idea of even like the other uh, the other links pilots having their own personalities, uh, being a little bit like your NPCs and things like that. That's that's what sticks out very pronouncedly for me. That's interesting because I, I just I, I also feels like souls to me, but I didn't get it from that. Like, I feel like the atmosphere and mood doesn't feel very soulsy, hmm. um, largely because of the music. But the part that feels soulsy to me is the getting thrown into a gigantic like ball pit full of mechanics and having mm-hmm. to figure it out. Like that kind of mechanical aspect of alienating the player feels very soulsy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the endings are right out of the souls. Oh, right. I mean, this well. is this is a rough draft for uh, Demon Souls, especially. Yeah. Yeah. But the the actual the different uh, characters and stuff that I interacted with didn't make me feel that way. And it was very hard for me to feel that atmosphere when like the soundtrack is sometimes literally like metal music with vocals uh which, which we'll get into the the ost which is very funny to me <laughs> yeah so there's some tracks that are incredibly good and then there are those aforementioned uh, yeah there's just some like, weird like yeah, still cool. st- st- always from revengeance <laughs> yeah 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 exactly that and it's like it makes it very tonally kind of all over the place too mm. like yeah it's very hard to tell what i'm supposed to feel from this game like <laughs> so yeah. um 
<laughs> so um, talking broadly about the entire series, both four and four answer are faster than the previous armored core games that came before them. I know this from reading, not from having played them. So please, please forgive me. Um, and for, <laughs> for, for answer is the fast is the faster of the two. Um, Mitch did something really great. He actually provided us with a, w- with a Google doc uh, to act as kind of this helpful getting started guide. And I think that, he that pre- is amazing. I know, right? Like, I don't, I like, I, not that I would have been like totally lost or anything like mm-hmm. that, but this game occupies a weird space where like the, the whole series does where like fans of it are very, very hardcore, but I almost never hear anyone talk about it. And it's right. not going to have that souls level of like beginner's guides and, and YouTube devotion and things like that. That would actually teach you, mm-hmm. you know, what humanity is, or in this case, what regulations are. Right. You know, things like that. Yeah. So that is greatly appreciated that Mitch did that. It definitely ironed out, uh, like, say, the first two chapters for me. It helped direct my trial and error with that. Um, And so the way that Mitch kind of phrased this and talking about how fast this game is, like, for for answer is the Bloodborne of Armored Core. Yeah. Did you um, did you watch any of the older games? Yes, they are very Uh plotting. Yeah, it's very it's it's super plotting. Um, and the the biggest like big difference other than just the general speed is that uh, four answers the first entry in the series. My again, my understanding. So you know, put your guns away if this is oh technically there was a spinoff on Bobby the Blue, but uh, that gave you close to unlimited flying. Like that made verticality a serious part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the boost that you had in terms of dodging and flying was very limited before this. Right. Uh, now it is you know depending on the regulation can actually be a three-dimensional game mm-hmm. you know where you you actually move on the the z-axis quite a bit yeah. um which changes things a lot mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah back to some basics here uh with armored core instead of equipping gear so if you're thinking about this as a souls game you don't have gear you're actually buying whole new parts for your mech and everything from your mech can be customized from the overall shape of it uh you know to the way it moves to also like its color and what kind of doodads you attach to help stabilize it yeah, yeah, and we'll talk, we'll talk about stabilization. Yes, um, and you and there's a little bit of gear in terms of weapons. Like yeah. you also change out your like body parts mm-hmm. uh, there. Yeah, um, kind of start the beginning choice uh, in similar Souls fashion that only kind of matters uh, where you because it doesn't dictate what you can buy, just what you start out as. Um, you select which corporation you're allied with. Yes, um, so it gives you your initial shop and what your your mech is initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to keep saying mech instead of using the jargon, probably. Yeah, just. Just a warning. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also so, use generalized terms. Yes. Mech and next are interchangeable for this, uh, yes. for the purposes of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you select your parts, like your arms and legs affect your carrying capacity, your head and your targeting ship have a huge impact on like combat and your radar, um, stuff like that. Um, your cores affect your armor and importantly, your generator and your boosters kind of affect your energy usage and, uh, mobility. Yes. Yeah. Um, in most situations, you have five, count them five, uh, <laughs> weapon slots. Um, you can have more than that, actually. Mm-hmm. Like you know, but you start with five. You know, one on each arm at the very least, uh, and then you can also have uh, two shoulder weapons, and then your back, which is kind of a specialized slot. Yes. Um, you can switch between those weapons. You know, your your back you can fire anytime. You can switch between your your secondary and primary arm weapons mm-hmm. whenever you like, as long as they have ammo. And uh, one thing that, you know, so ammo is not a replenishable resource. No. It is, you know, how much you have for the mission. Mm-hmm. There were a handful of times where I wasn't able, I was not able to finish um, a mission because I took, uh, I didn't vary up my ammo capacity uh, capacities enough and ran out. 
yeah, that, that happened to me a lot early on and then never happened to me. Right. And part of it is just the curve of getting better equipment, but also mm-hmm. part of it, like a big part of it was just kind of learning how to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, learning um, sp- uh, specifically how like the lock on works, which feels um, especially loose in comparison to, uh, to other yes. games like this. Yeah. Yeah. And incoming from souls, which like, you know, is not fair. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different game, but and came later. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, that came later and is, but it's just, that was the, the point of reference I have right, wrong or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have many different kinds of weapons that you can carry kind of as your gear. Um, and they're effective in different ranges and kind of different situations. Yes. Um, and there's, you know, again, there's a lot of fiddliness here. Yes. <laughs> um, we're not going to get into all of it the same way in bonfire side chat. We didn't get into like, well, for PVP, this specific weapon has a backstep skill that is very useful for counter punishing blank, you know, yeah. like we're not getting to frame jabs. Like we'll, we'll talk about generally the weapons we used, mm-hmm. but just know there's a wide variety of them that allow like a lot of deep, deep customization. Yes. Um, broadly, you have two different types. You have a uh, kind of traditional munitions. So like bullets and grenades and, and rockets, uh, the fire straight and generally pretty quick, mm-hmm. uh, but they do have a little bit of, of time there. And then you have laser and plasma weapons. Um, which also fire kind of fast and quick, but they take energy. Yes. So they will draw from your, uh, from your ability to boost. Yes. Um, things like that, which is important to uh, manage, especially because you are going to be doing a lot of, uh, quick boosting, um, yes. especially in later missions where you're fighting other next. Um, you also have missiles. These are almost always on your, uh, on your back. Uh, these can fire in bursts or they can fire just basically any configuration. Uh, and most of them tend to home on your enemy. Um, there are conservatively like 20 different types of missiles. I know, right? Like it is, it is, uh, I mean, again, like it's admirable, but then also kind of like, Jesus Christ, just like, you know, tell, <laughs> yeah. tell me which one. I ended up just like using, because one of the things and that, and we'll, we'll talk about this, um, this level of customization that has, like this game has multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So this level, very similar to Souls, this customiz- level of customization feels mostly made for that, for mm-hmm. PvP. Because the game itself, like other than a couple difficulty spikes, I think is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't it it goes down pretty smooth. It is not a real hard game. So you end up having, you know, I don't have to pay attention to different types of missiles until one mission where like, oh, I have to look up what missile will counter the strategy. Yes. Up until that point, though, it is a lot of like literal, you know, I say this it sounds damning, but like needless complexity. Mm-hmm. It's it's there for uh, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can uh, if you're doing high level arena stuff, if you are doing PVP, you need it, but you just don't yeah. need it. Yeah. You know? um, the 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 kind way to look at it would be like, oh, there's a wide possibility space for you to play in to figure out what you like. And because of that general, you know, kind of lack of difficulty in most cases, whatever you like will work. You just have to make it work based on how you play. It's hard to with the missiles specifically. It's hard to even tell exactly what's different though like i wasn't like oh i found a, i my, found like a my, way big i like there's just just a ton of variety between them there there's a lot of variety but it was all it's hard to explain like it was all based on like what it was countering it didn't actually change how i played very much yeah yeah like so um, it's like it wasn't like i wanted to find a missile to fit my style it was like this enemy you know the uh, specific like near end game battle it's like oh these guys are getting behind me and shooting me a lot i need a missile that will go up high and home in a large area yeah and home yeah. tightly yeah like the the, uh, the vertical fire missiles are specifically very good against next uh however those are not going to be good against like helicopters or other kind of uh, stationary emplacements like you want spread missiles or ones that like home but then fire when they're near an enemy as opposed to hitting it stuff like that 
I just didn't end up having to use missiles for most of those things. Mm-hmm. Like I just ended up using my normal guns. Yeah. I liked so having a, I liked having missiles because you you were able to fire them. They would track while you were shooting other stuff with your different weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's not like it's it's a negative mm-hmm. really. It just kind of felt like there was it feels like PVP or like Bloodborne to me or mm-hmm. PVP Dark Souls to me. Like Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different keys and a lot like and not quite as many locks. Yeah, yeah. It's like um there's a lot of different keys that fall into broad categories. I think each of those individual categories has their use. Within those categories, it was hard for me to determine what the big difference was aside from just the numbers associated with them. Like, yeah. I, I know I want a vertical fire missile for this. I'm just going to buy the best one. And if it doesn't work out, then I'm able to just sell it back for the same price. We will get we'll get to that part too, like yeah. the the selling thing. Um, the uh, it just it's interesting because it's like the it's like almost every possible variation gets its own item. Mm-hmm. You know, like there there there's just a lot of and you know the editor in me always wants to like boil those things down to their their mm-hmm. you know to their base, but that's part of the appeal of this. Yes. like there's a little bit of like digging through a shadow run arms and equipment guide mm-hmm. to this game of just like oh man, like these all have you know, fun nonsense names with lots of letters and numbers and like, <laughs> you know, like that, that there's joy to be had there. And just mm-hmm. like, I'm equipping the, the blankety blue VTOL missile spread yeah. thing. Like, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I ended up like the, the difficulty versus the complexity was a, was a thing for me that like, again, didn't take anything away, but it's just a, something that I noticed a bunch. Yeah. But maybe we, you know, we had different experiences. Like I said, I, I relied on my main weapons for almost the whole game. Yeah, I I changed up a lot, mostly just because I went back to the store to see if there were better versions of things, uh, but also if I unlocked a specific a new weapon for, for from a particular mission, I would almost always go try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you also have in addition to those projectiles, you have close range weapons like uh, blades or swords or like destroy, you know, specifically like demolition kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. Laser swords end up being kind of OP because they don't really have. Uh, uh, consumable ammo and uh, this game specifically in the series adds a dash to them so like blades have range and that is like how quickly you can close in on something uh, that is a short distance away from you once you attack yeah yep and that also depends on regulation which is something that i presumably will talk about later yes like how good those are which is the the base game really favors energy swords though Mm -hmm. um unless is weighted versus your carrying capacity and energy capacity um, so you don't get to, it's very similar to souls. You're making a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make something very powerful and tanky. Uh, that's also nimble. No. Um, you know, it's generally they correspond to light, medium and heavy builds in souls. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's this other system, uh, that is related to Kojima energy, uh, which can be drawn on for, again, different purposes. This is new for, for answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, your mech also has something called primal armor. Uh, which is a redo like a recharging shield um, that again was just like if a weird thing that I didn't put that much time into because during hard missions, it just got shoot up instantly. Yeah. You know, it was useful for easy missions, but I didn't really need it for easy missions. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a weird little bit of tuning to it, but it is a cool, you know, idea. I like having this, uh, what it mostly meant was that missions where I had to go through a bunch of scrubs Mm-hmm. to get to my main target meant the scrubs did not actually do too much to me right so right. i could face the face the main target at full strength mm-hmm. yeah um you have boost in this as well you have your regular boost which lets you fly um lets you move around more quickly in uh kind of every direction 
um, but it also draws your regular energy. So it is quick boost. Um, I love the quick boost in this, uh, yeah. which just lets you uh, do like a like a little quick step um, off to the side, which is important, especially because a lot of the next that you fight, the other mechs that are similar to you, they love getting up close. Um, and also like they have missiles that you can only really mitigate the damage from by dodging out of the way. Yeah. Yep. And if you're, if you're haven't played this and you're going to play it, the way you get into the air is by not pressing in a direction and boosting. <laughs> yep. So that took me kind of an embarrassingly long time to like, where's the jump button? You know, or like, where's the, where's the takeoff button? Yeah. But it's, you, you, it's just, if you're not going in a direction, you'll go up. The tutorial requires you to do, um, to, you know, to, to get on top of a building. It doesn't specifically tell you how to do that. I got up there yeah. by accident before I figured out how to do it intentionally. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, you can use your, your Kojima uh, energy to do an overed boost, uh, which launches you forward like a rocket. Uh, and this is actually very useful for closing distances um, mm. and getting, a, you know, getting the hell out of dodge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of maps have a little bit of a time limit associated with them. Um, and this gets you across. Uh, however, you know, you're using your Kojima energy, so you don't have your primal armor when you get where you're going. So you have to uh, kind of balance that stuff out. Yeah. Um, that's also used. That energy is used for um, this maneuver called assault armor. Only certain generators will let you do this. It's kind of like a self-destruct that uh, explodes and harms everything around you while temporarily emptying your Kojima energy, leaving you um, vulnerable. Uh, Mitch said not to use this. I tried it a couple of times. And if there was a situation where I was desperate enough to expend all my primal armor, um, I really didn't have primal armor to expend. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, I never used this. I didn't have to. Like, I, I mostly, I also did my best to fight at a distance. Yeah. For the, you know, pretty much the entire game. So, like, if things were up close to me, uh, I expended my energy to make that not true anymore rather than expending my energy to kill them while they're close. Yes. Yeah. Um, there are also weapons powered by uh, Kojima particles. Um, they're they're very tough. They're very deadly, but they have very limited ammo. I'm going to charge them before they fire. Uh, and they have like a corrosive effect. I'm pretty sure that some of the missiles have a friendly fire effect Ooh. Uh, that can hurt you. Yeah. Um, that was something I, I didn't experience that. I read that in a, I was having difficulty with a mission. I was reading online strategies for it. Mm -hmm. And one of them was to load up entirely on Kojima missiles and, and Kojima projectiles and then just keep a distance and pollute the entire battlefield pretty much. <laughs> yep. they, they kind of, they do damage over time. They degrade mm -hmm. things over time. Yeah. I only ever got one Kojima weapon. It was a set of arms actually. Um, and I only ever used it once to take down a, a next that I otherwise could not have beaten. <laughs> yeah, I, I I tried to to use the the missiles that I had, and they just like weren't necessarily better than what I had before. Right. So I, I just didn't uh, didn't up using them. Yeah. Um. So there's two extra systems we're going to talk about here: uh, stability and tuning. Um. And these are like these are super complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um. And um. and don't actually like stability does, but tuning like. Again, like, you know, Mitch's words, not mine, but it's like, this looks like a lot, but it's not. Yeah. And that was like such an unlockable thing. Like what a ugly, busy screen. I know. <laughs> Tune, tuning is to not do anything. Like, like, like the Soul series, like <laughs> stat screen is a, is a big mess. Like when you look at it, it's really intimidating, but like there's valuable information there. You just have to know what the symbols mean and what, what numbers are important with this. Um, it is as though they tried to throw as much interface in there as possible. It's so tuning essentially because um, you don't level up in this game. No. You get access to better equipment. Um, tuning is the closest thing you have to get leveling up. You get uh, like a, a resource kind of arbitrarily at the end of chapters 
which allows you to move these little pips around that give you very, very minor statistical increases. Right. So this is, these are not a sea change. Like it is not, you know, like, it's, holy shit, I, I've got six points in, in stability, you know, uh, in carrying capacity. It's going to make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Like it might make the difference between you, you know, being able to use a weapon or not, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a, it's such a minute change. Yeah. Everything is very marginal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it ended up being kind of like, you know, just like, okay, you know, like once I like looked at the screens, I was very intimidated. And then it turned out like, oh, it's not really nothing. Um, <laughs> stability is much more important and easier to understand. Yes. I think. Yeah. So you either acquire or you buy these different little like tiny boosters. Uh, think like the boosters that are on the outside of like an astronaut suit. Oh, oh yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Iron Man. Um, yeah. and like the, there's a ridiculous number of slots where they can go, but it's like torso back, torso top, torso bottom, torso left. The idea being these all provide a certain amount of boost, um, in that direction, but can also put you off, off center. So you want to have a certain amount of this stability built in while also being centered. Otherwise you have an, you know, uh, it, it, it harms your stability, which means that like when you get hit, you can be stunned. Poise. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to poise. Yeah. Um, so like, and like, you know, quite like this is a, uh, like a precursor to that because there mm -hmm. wasn't poison demon souls. Like this is the earlier example of from doing that kind of mechanic. Right. Um, so you do, you know, you obviously don't want to be stopped when you land, but it stops you when you do everything, when you fire, yeah. when you, you know, do things. So, and the, the cost of getting it towards the center is very small, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, these are very cheap yes. to do. They don't, they don't take very much resource cost. So like, Again, it ends up being a thing that's kind of trivial to make work. Right. Uh, you know, it I, looks like a lot, but kind of isn't. I, I, I ran into a problem, though, because, uh, because I was like, okay, during one of my customization fits, I'm just going to get as many of these things as I can, try to maximize the total amount of, like, stability boost that I have while still getting it in the center. Uh, mm -hmm. This will drain your energy. Like, I mm -hmm. went into a battle, and, like, I just tried taking off from the air. I was like, beer, 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 nothing. <laughs> down you go so like you have to kind of take take into account the overall cost of these things to your uh to your energy capacity too to getting like i just ended up maybe i just ended up using enough of them with my build to like have that serious of a of a, a cost yeah to it i mean money wise they're super cheap oh yeah um but even just kind of energy wise it didn't end up actually hurting my build very much mm -hmm. um but i also i mean i didn't do that as much min maxing either yeah i was like I, just, I, I sat out on a mission, like, let's make these numbers as big as possible without realizing there would be, like, a performance cost for it. Mm. Um, like, visually, these just kind of look like little doodads that you put on you. <laughs> you yeah, know? they're they're weird little, like, mecha pimples. Yeah, like uh, like antennas and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the nicer ones are bigger and more noticeable. Yeah, and, and they can look cool. Yeah. Like, they're cool, you know, you can put them in neat uh, arrangements and such. Yeah. Um, um, we should talk about regulations because we alluded to those as well. This is a crazy system. Yeah, this is this is really really weird. So again, a multiplayer, right? Like right. this feels like it is something you would, you know, uh, a multiplayer component mm -hmm. where this game continually got kind of patched um, as it went on, and regulations allow you to change those. Essentially, you know, figure out which version of the game you want to play on, mm -hmm. um, and the balances are wildly different. Yeah. Like, um, you know, one of them allows unlimited flight. <laughs> you know, like you, you know, energy is unlimited. Yeah. Okay. You know, like it changes the game. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, you know, there's there's one where, and these are again Mitch's words, not, not ours, like, because I didn't go through and, and play test each regulation. 
but the uh, ones where, you know, missiles are overpowered, one where blades are overpowered, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, and the biggest use I had of this was changing it uh, to get past a mission. Mm. Like, it's like, I need to turn up the missiles because <laughs> that's how I'm going to get past this. Right. Um, oh, was that Motherwell? Uh, no, no, I, uh, I want to turn down the missiles on uh, Motherwell. Mm. It was the, um, the, uh, third to final battle. I think you're fighting mm. two, two next Yeah, yeah. In, in a, in a big gray, <laughs> like in a, in a, in a big, uh, like kind of basin floating in the middle of the ocean. Yep. Uh, as you, as you do. Arterial <laughs> yeah, carpals, yeah. How do I just, how do we describe any of these levels? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try in the yeah, notes. It, the um but it was uh it was there and it's just like oh these guys keep getting behind me and repping me up like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna make the missiles take care of this and that did it mm-hmm. you know um it's a very weird system yeah um, um it's hidden in it's like three menus deep yeah it's, it's like nested there's an options and then there's also an options that's within your your customization menu <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's secondary options oh here's a pro tip for anybody who's listening to this thinking hey i would like to play this this game does not auto save Oh yeah, uh, yeah, guess yeah. who? Guess who had to replay the first chapter? Yeah, oh, that that sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah that's tricky. It doesn't auto save, and then you can also you can remap your controls, but that's hidden in that secret yeah. options menu as well, which is very funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm glad that you can remap your controls. I'm not against that, but it's just like it's such a you know <laughs> such a, such a in, it's inelegant in that way that the best from software games feel homemade. Yes, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so. uh, but just the idea of being able to pick your patch. Uh, not something I would expect to do on a console or, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not even a console game from this era. Yeah, yeah very much so. Yeah. So the mission flow uh, kind of is as follows. You watch your briefing. Um, you decide if you're going to take it, complete the mission and see your results. And this is important because your reward, like what they actually say you're going to get, is just the top line. Your operating yes. costs affect your bottom line. So you're paying for your ammo, your... Uh, paying for your repairs, any damage that you take. And sometimes you're splitting those proceeds with another pilot. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, the next note, like I didn't, I didn't know this. So um, you can actually end up in debt yeah. from these. What happens when you end up in debt? Uh, so I never went below zero. I know in Armored Core 1, somebody in Slack was talking about this. Um, this is historical, not related to this game. But in Armored Core 1, if you ended up with a negative net balance, uh, it was a game over. You had to restart. Um, however, you restart with more money because in in in, <laughs> in the story of the game, your pilot has signed up for um, kind of like cybernetic experiments. Mm. So you're more capable, um, mm. but you have to start over and do the rest of the stuff again. Interesting. Uh, um, here, you just end up with no no money, but it doesn't really matter because you can sell everything for the same cost that you bought it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do we, do we want to talk about that now? Yeah. We that later on the notes. No. Um, I, this is a system that is friendly, but it makes no sense that it's tied to commerce. Yeah. Like instead of getting money for these things, you should just get like capacity, mm-hmm. you know, cause that, that's essentially what happens is you have build points, mm-hmm. um, you know, that are how many, uh, millions of, you know, or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars you have. Mm-hmm. And because you can sell everything back for what you bought it for, there's a middle period in this game around there's four chapters um, around chapter two that is I was calling the like I got to make room in the fridge chapter, uh-huh. which that is so tedious. We're like, I want to buy this thing, but I have to go back and sell things that I'm not using yeah. to get there and just spending a lot of time in menus to do that. Like yeah. it. I mean, I get that you have to be a, a, you know, a mercenary kind of for the story, but it 
it it's, it's replicating something that would be a lot better served by like build points. It's it's an extra step, right? There shouldn't be a difference between equipping from your inventory and buying something from the store and equipping it from there. Yeah. All of it is technically available to you. You just have to have the points that are there. So like ducking out, going to a completely different menu to buy something else. And, you know, it's kind of difficult to do, you know, to do comparisons or to look at like a perspective build. What I want to do is just assemble from a list of all the possibilities that are available to me and have mm-hmm. automatically just kind of like sell, sell off everything that I'm not using. Yep. And then check, build it check it versus my balance. Yeah. Like, like the store in final fantasy tactics or something where you yes. can try things on. Yeah. Um, it, it feels less realistic to that, but it just ended up being the other two, the the other like big point of friction I had was that for a game that is so about iteration, they don't make it, they make it pretty clunky. Right, right. Like rapidly iterating on a mission takes a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, to do this and there's joy to be had in it, right? Like, again, you have that like pouring over the arms and equipment guide. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, feel well, to it. W- once I got used to the rhythm of it and I stopped kind of stubbing my toe um, or, you know, stepping on the back of the game shoes as I was trying to keep up with it. Um, I had a lot of fun. Like it's kind of ridiculous how short some of these missions end up being once mm. you, once you get into it. And the process is, um, starting it, figuring out, okay, I'm not equipped for this ducking out or failing, um, or even succeeding, but succeeding suboptimally dumping back, not accepting those results, optimizing and fiddling with the menus, going back in and then beating that thing in like three to five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it can, it, you know, everything does have kind of a weakness, you know, to it. So it is, it is very fun. And the thing, you know, when you stop stumbling, it wasn't, you know, at least this was for me, I can't speak for you necessarily, but like, it wasn't because you got better at understanding handling this menu is because you had more money. So you had to, you had a bigger fridge. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to clear out room, Yeah, it's you know, and, and sell things back and, and kind of just liquefy your assets. Like it's yeah. just, well, I just have more assets. So more of them are liquid at any given time. Yeah. And then there's also kind of diminishing returns with what things get better, right. at least in playing the main game. I think that you do more and more of those arena fights, you mm-hmm. will get uh, higher level equipment. But in the main game, you eventually get to the thing where it's like, well, I just have the best of these, you know, 20 different types of weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just hold on to the ones I like. Right. Just to, to swap yeah. them out. And it ends up being, you know, pretty seamless near the end. But there's yeah. a point, again, about, you know, two thirds or one third of the way through the game that I think is pretty annoying yeah and by the, by the time i reached like mm, a little ways into chapter three i hit that sweet spot where it's like yeah. oh i can do whatever i want yeah and that that feels great yeah like that that is a really cool thing i just wish you know you hit the nail on the head where it's like you can't equip and buy from the same menu you also can't sell things that are equipped mm-hmm. so it's like i'd rather try this better version of a of a you know a rifle mm-hmm. and it's like well like okay i have to go nest back to a couple menus to unequip it, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's just, it's just clunky. There's a black um, box that might have solved this problem, but I was not able to uh, discern how to use it at all. The schematics menu. Like, yeah, that, that, yeah, could, yeah. that could be the thing that unlocks all of this, but God help me if I could ever figure out how to use it. I'm like a mule with a spinning wheel. So the schematics menu, I always had, uh, I had access to schematics, but I didn't have the parts for them. Right. And I assumed that... Uh, the schematics was just if you wanted to copy like the fashion souls of mechs you fought. It's like a recipe. Yes. Like a recipe for it to dress up as arena mechs mostly, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't have any interest in because I liked my mech. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, 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 it was way into, uh, you know, gas flying the, the roars, <laughs> uh, the black, black, black and white mech. Um, I was super into it. So it's like the, uh, you know, I just didn't want to do that. That wasn't interesting to me. Yeah. 
Um, and they, they gets into like, I'm a fair weather mech fan regardless. Like some mechs look insanely cool to me. And some of them look like the stupidest shit that's ever, <laughs> ever been drawn. <laughs> like sometimes like everyone, like Gundam is real big. There's a new show, I guess. So like my timeline will blow up with Gundam and, uh, everyone's slightly old. Like I would say about half the Gundams, like someone will post a picture of their, I'm like, that's a really fucking cool looking big oh, yeah, robot. Yeah. Like I like that. And then someone will post it and be like, this is so fucking sweet. And I'll look at it and I'm just like, oh my God. Like it looks like a, a um, not, not spirograph, but that thing where you, uh, you do the splatter paint and it spreads out yeah, from the center yeah. from the spinning thing. It looks like that. Like just this big spiky, non-aerodynamic, non-sleek looking nightmare. It's, I'm just it, like, this is the worst looking mech. It's like cars. Somebody, somebody will roll and say, oh, I love the way this car looks. I'm like, dog, that thing is dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog, that is your shit. The, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, a very, so it's like, I can't, it's hard for me to say that I am a fan of how mechs look in general, mm-hmm. because I say, think about half of them are, you know, essentially like a white castle in the middle of a nice town, you know, <laughs> a white, white glintel in the middle of, in the middle of a regular, uh, beautiful, you know, beautiful town. Yeah. So it's just, it just, it's just, you know, funny, but anyway, so I think that's what schematics do. You're right that it might, that might've solved this problem, but right. I found that menu pretty impenetrable. Yeah. So who knows? Shrug. Oh. I don't know if I'm going to play this game again. Maybe someday, years down the line. But, I will uh, play other entries in the. I won't play this again, but I will no. play other entries in the yeah. series. I think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the different kinds of missions you can you can go on. Yeah. Because this this is also kind of limited. Like they're all fun, but there aren't that many, you know, different types. Except for the one big variation that is amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so well, that's that's one of the types. There just aren't that many different types. Of types, right. Right. Is, is my point. Yeah. Uh, most of them involve destroying a target or targets. Um, some of them are about like defending, uh, an area or defending a target for a certain amount of time. Um, like a escorting. Couple yeah. A couple destroy these, 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 uh, non animate objects, mm-hmm. uh, missions, but that's pretty much most of the you know thing. And then there are a couple one-on-one boss fights, Yeah, um, you know, versus, versus other next. Yeah. Um, the big kind of mission are arms fort missions. Um, uh, so arms forts are, like, is that like aircraft carriers, like, you know, gigantic mechanical death machines that are not designed to walk. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> they're either not designed to walk or they move very slowly. Sometimes you have like gigantic tanks or crawlers I guess that's or true. things like the that. giant crab or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, these are new for four answer. Um, and I love these because it kind of highlights how powerful you are in this world. You are one thing taking down sometimes an, an installation the size of a city. Yeah, I, th- I think these are these are by far like the highlight of, of the missions like this. This game ends up being fun because even just doing those basic like, hey, go kill all the targets here is pretty fun. Like the mm-hmm. game is fun in your hands. Um, these end up being the most interesting. Yes, because I, I never found a balance like these were the ones where there was a tactical angle like, uh, you know, an element of approach with enemy next, which are the other tough missions, mm-hmm. you know, go fight a named next. Those ended up being, again, just me fiddling with my key ring to find the right key that unlocked yeah. that next. Yeah. You know, these were more, it felt more dependent on strategy and, and kind of me rather than my loadout. Yeah. Or uh, resource management, too. Yes. Because, yeah. like, you know, you're you're probably going to expend all your ammo taking these things out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're really, really cool. The, the thing I did, uh, you know, playing through it twice, which we'll get, we'll talk about New Game Plus stuff and the kind of branching paths. But, like, I was really happy to play the other arms forts that I didn't get a chance to play yeah 
uh, on my way there. Because most uh, of them are appreciably different. I love, yes. we're, we're going to talk about this, but like one mission you are taking out an arms fort and the other one you're competing with that arms fort for kills. Like you're yeah. on its side. <laughs> that, that's, a, that, that's a real quick arms fort too. Yeah. The only arms fort mission I didn't like, and we'll get to it, is the um, the end of the uh, the Orca Path one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gigantic flying <laughs> one that looks like a Final Fantasy nine like end level summon. Yes. Thing like I don't I don't think that's very fun. No. Um, but up until that point, I think they're all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, even the ones I thought were hard and frustrating, are yeah. still good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the game is separated into four chapters, and there are three possible endings, and you can't do all of them in a single pass, which means you have to do New Game Plus. And there's a lot of repetition in New Game Plus. Yes. Which is the the other kind of I'm I'm done with bummers. Everything else is good. Um, that's the other bummer I have is that like playing through it again to do the Orca path, it goes quick. Like you have, you know, end level equipment and you're good at the game, but Mm -hmm. at this, you're spending a lot of time just doing things you've already done. Yeah. Um, Um, which is always the enemy. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, like, so going through the game twice, we both went through twice to do the league ending and also the Orca ending. Um, Mm -hmm. I played all the missions except for the ones that are specific only to the destruction path. The genocide ending. yeah. 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 So um i don't know why it's like i read one fact that said you have to play through five times to see everything i don't i don't know how that works uh two two is plenty (laughs) that's a lot and i i had no interest in the destruction path Uh, that's widely considered to be the hardest one um because what that ramps up is uh fights against multiple nexts yeah uh where you're outnumbered uh which is probably the least fun i had in the game yes were those missions like those out of all the different mission types me versus a but you know multiple nexts mm-hmm. uh, with a couple exceptions tended not to be that fun to me yeah. um, mostly because it it's hard and again that's where i like end up doing the the missile thing and just like let my missiles take care of it because mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to tell exactly where i'm taking damage from in this game yes always like it's you know there's things move very very quickly so if something is in three-dimensional space like it's in my back arc at a 45 degree angle up you know uh to click away or whatever i don't know what distance <laughs> measurement to use but it, it's like and, it, and it's zipping around at maximum speed mm-hmm. like even if i spec myself for fast lock on or long lock on uh it's still very hard to hit that enemy and the computer has no such problems right i can dash around like an idiot and still get hit mm-hmm. so the uh you know that's what how what the destruction path seems to emphasize yes. at least at the end um at the i think the, the, the final mission of the destruction path on hard mode it's you against five enemy next uh, simultaneously yeah. with a relatively worthless companion. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I, I watched that on YouTube today uh, to kind of, to kind of bone up. And it's interesting too, when we get to that ending, we'll talk about all three endings at the end, but it is out of the, the from soft, like ending Matic bubble, you know, where <laughs> they do the, the general souls ending choice of like, keep the status quo. That's flawed versus start over. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the destruction path is the most like nihilistic and awful it's like it, it's 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 denounced by the game in a way that they've never done right. afterwards there, there, there's no upside there, there yeah. there's absolutely no upside to it yeah yeah um this this branching happens um at, at the end of chapter three you're going to choice to either attack or defend uh, this installation yes and that kind of sends you through mm-hmm. yeah um let's talk about arena matches yeah um i did about 10 of these and yeah, me too. I just don't like fighting other next in this game. <laughs> so good. I, yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, me either. I just I just just agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I did enough to understand uh, what's going on. But like, I think it's cool. You can select your arena. Like you have a bunch of different uh, kind of like Mario Kart levels. You can you can pick. 
um, that can be chosen for advantage. But most of the time I just did it in the desert as kind of the final destination version of that. Um, mm. And yeah, you're just going up against these different ranked enemies. Yeah. And you get uh, you get the, the blueprints to make their thing. You get their sticker uh, and you get uh, weapon unlocks mm. uh, to buy in the store from these uh, from time to time and money, obviously. So you get, increase that capacity. Right. As we talked about. So it is you get a mechanical award for doing it. And I did find some of them fun. Uh, and I can understand how it can train you for the main game as well. Like, if, you know, maybe you fight somebody in the arena that matches a, a tough next you're going to fight later. But it was just a level of participating in the one on one combat that wasn't super great for me. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's not like it's, you know, like pulling teeth. It just wasn't what I was here for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this being a FromSoft game, there are kind of side references. Uh, some things got their origin. Yeah. Uh, and there's some things, you know, that would show up later in Souls games. Um, <laughs> mostly it's names. Um, yes. you've got, uh, you've got Otstarva, um, which yep. is pretty similar to Astrava. Um, mm-hmm. you have the old King, uh, he ends up being the guy who takes you on the destruction path. Mm-hmm. Um, you have patch the good luck, uh, who is a cowardly, uh, next driver. He's a cowardly links who does like sniping and, uh, goes, <laughs> basically tries to avoid conflict as much as possible. Uh, and one of the mechs is called the, the writer palish, uh, which wouldn't show up until, uh, bloodborne as a weapon. Yeah, which I think is a weapon. I, I did think, a, I, think... I did a search for Rider Polish and it uh it didn't come up. Like all that came up was Bloodborne and uh, Armored Core. I thought I saw it somewhere, but I could be wrong about that. Um, maybe Bloodborne has per, like polluted the namespace. Those, yeah, blew those namespaces. I thought that meant something different, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, oh, it shows up in Final Fantasy fourteen as well. Hmm. Um, which makes me maybe it means something, and that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, wasn't a weapon, but it it's. A trend, you know, German for That's like, a, like a German uh, combination word, yeah, yeah, compound word, yep. not combination word. Um, yeah. but the um, so those little those little uh, nods are fun, mm-hmm. you know, for Souls players, and they're not intrusive. No, no. Um, this game, so the critical consensus uh, for this is pretty bad, uh, just kind of for Armor Core in general. And by the time this came out, people don't like this game very much. No, um, the early games, you know, are seen uh, pretty positively. Um, kind of revolutionary and then uh critics kind of stopped being into it yeah um largely because of those again those things that make it feel homemade mm-hmm. you know those, those like clunky and unfriendly design decisions um the reviews of this game specifically uh all of the reviewers were expecting a multiplayer experience it feels like yeah um you know a lot of people are upset uh because there weren't enough people online playing it mm-hmm. um which is which is a weird uh, weird kind of criticism because it doesn't really have that much to do with the game, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, um, and they do add like the, like the, there is co op. I think something you can summon people in, mm-hmm. um, but you know, from has never really been that great at multiplayer kind of stuff. You know, yeah, or especially yeah. They, I mean at this at this time they didn't get good until later. Um, yeah. and even then, like there's still it's still, a quirky yeah. from ass thing. There, there's um. It, yeah, the, 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 there's this weird uh, kind of parody, I think, between Armored Core and something like Dynasty Warriors, right, where it's a series that goes on for so long and stays relatively static for so long that it becomes just for fans of itself. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it becomes a genre like you you play Armored Core. Yes. You know, the same way people play Madden, but just way more people play Madden. <laughs> right. You know, um, yeah, I, I think that that seems like, again, like I mentioned earlier, like people who are fans of, mm-hmm. of this series are real big fans of it, but 
it doesn't have super deep pre- like kind of penetration into, into gaming no or into um, pop culture but what was pretty cool was like when we announced that we were going to do this a lot of people their ears perked up like oh like yeah. this is the one you should have played like yes yeah. this is this is good we're happy you're covering this I'm I'm super happy we covered it. Oh, that's too. like that's getting into end thought stuff. But I'm I'm really happy we did it. Not just because I liked it, but because it was you know it feels good to have this kind of blind spot, not just with from, but kind of in gaming, you know, not and not erased either because there's a lot more to the series. But right. you know, just touched on, right? You know, broaden broaden my knowledge base because this is the one thing I will say about Mech Month um, is that all three of these games couldn't be more different, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really that's really great. Like choosing a a a theme that is based around a uh, a theme of a month that's based around like a theme rather than a genre mm-hmm. is really cool because we end up having three different kind of articulations Yes, uh, that I feel like cover just about all the things that you need to cover with mechs. Yeah. I mean, outside of like um, incredibly fiddly, like mech warrior, I have a, I have like peripherals that I use kind of thing. Well, the, yeah. Like the, yeah, the ones that actually have, you know, you had to buy the, buy the mech, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think, I think that this one covers the, a lot of that fiddly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as one of the, the aspects of them, of mech games. Yeah. Um, for answer was the end of this kind of story arc. It kind of, kind of had to be <laughs> honestly, yeah. none, none of the endings, uh, uh, give you a lot more to do really. Uh, things were reset for Armor Core five and it's kind of distant sequel verdict day. Mm. Um, and there hasn't been a new Armored Core game since 2013 because, you know, From became the sole studio. Yeah. And the, those, you know, ended up being bigger successes. Like Armored Core, again, always had that core audience, but, mm-hmm. but the, uh, you know, not nearly as, as big. Right. You know, souls, is, souls is huge. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> well, keep, 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 keep. I think this thing is, it's up and coming. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, yeah. One of the things about this this game and, and kind of uh, the way that it articulates and looking and reading synopsis of earlier entries in the series, mm-hmm. um, for a while when we were when it became clear that like Bonfire Switch Chat was going to end, we talked about just doing all the From games. Uh-huh. Can you imagine uh, covering the, I don't know how, like, you know, there's probably 10 Armored Core games before this, 10 or 11, mm-hmm. um, covering all those in a row? Um, how just be... exhausting and <laughs> brutal that would be yeah just, just based on how hard how samey they are and how there is there are no levels mm-hmm. you know like i couldn't i don't think i could play that many games in a row with no levels <laughs> you know yeah it would be um i mean tor- torture is the wrong word for it but it would definitely be a trial right it would, yeah it would be it... very hard to do it'd be hard to come up with new things to say and stuff so yeah didn't it, you know i guess just patent patent us on the back for realizing that that wasn't a good idea like <laughs> for, for pulling that ripcord <laughs> We, I mean, it's not like we couldn't have done, you know, the Kingsfield games, like, or something like that. Like, we could have done the rest of their non-armored core stuff, but like, armored core is uniquely resistant to to a, an approach, yeah, to discussion it, yeah. Um, that isn't strictly focused on that stuff we kind of glossed over, which is kind of the tactical differences very between different deep. kinds of missiles. Yeah, PvP, you know, very very deep uh, mech warrior nerd shit. let's uh let's get into it let's talk about the uh the setup yeah here for the the story yeah so this takes place 10 years after the dismantlement war where a bunch of corporations together um and uh, <laughs> a bunch of corporations got together and overthrew the existing world government mm-hmm. yeah. it seems seems about right <laughs> um they formed the league uh now on uh fx fx thank you um they formed the league 
Um, and overthrew the existing government, as we mentioned. Um, this war was fought with these highly advanced mechs uh, called Next and powered by the Kojima particles, which we mentioned. Yes. And uh, Next are piloted by Lynx, uh, <laughs> like the Atari Lynx with an X. Mm-hmm. Um, and these mercenaries would kind of do odd jobs for the League, for different yeah. corporations within the League. Yes. Um, the idea behind these Next were they just would replace whole armies of the regular um, kind of mechs that they were working with at the time. Yeah, um, normals. Yeah. So this set up kind of like a new status quo uh, called Pax Economica, where the laws were kind of replaced with a complicated nest of profit motives. Yeah, so so pretty kind of boilerplate dystopia right. stuff so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the the war, along with the, these kind of highly volatile Kojima particles, left the surface of the Earth uh, nearly uninhabitable, um, even though half the population lives on the Earth still. Yes. Uh, so you got your Final Fantasy VII standard, you know, we've got our literal people who live in the sky <laughs> who are uh, wealthy in the upper class versus people who are downtrodden who had to live in the pollution. Um, and they, they really underline it like the surface is getting more and more polluted because of the energy and the plants that are designed to keep the uh, the cradles, uh, which are these things that these floating cities mm-hmm. um, up up above. So it's, it's literally the rich getting richer. Right. <laughs> and the poor. Um, kind of losing ground quite literally, like some, some of the missions take place in Shanghai and, oh, Shanghai is so flooded that you just see the tops of buildings. Yeah. 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 So it's, um, it's no good down there cloud underneath that fucking pizza. Um, the Lynx pilots were kind of left on the surface to perform these missions for the lead to sabotage each other and kind of get these resources to get edges in this arms race to kind of just raise their status in the Pax Economica. Yes. Um, however, the stability won't last. Uh, the events of the game kind of show the flaws in the system and put you in a position to side with any of the, uh, the kind of major actors, the establishment or the people uh, pushing to upset. Yes. The balance. Um, my understanding is that the story to other armored core games are also is pretty serious, you know, similar to this. Mm-hmm. Like there is kind of this arc. Um, and it, it's a weird thing too. Cause like the amount of this that we get from the actual game is kind of little, mm-hmm. you know, it's there yet that you get to find it. You watch this opening cutscene, but it sounds like there's going to be like, like at the end of the game, did you come away with like a strong feeling about Omir science technology? Not really. You know, like, I thought I, all of them yeah, were sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I mean the way that they were different though, they had all kind of really blended together. Right. For me, like the different corporations and actors in a way that like it suggests like a kind of like political intrigue mm-hmm. that might be extant, but doesn't come across very well. Yeah. I yeah. thought. And I th- I think that like the biggest differences between them was like, oh, they're they're all manufacturing different stuff and you buy their you buy parts from them. Exactly. Like they make again, the the, the kind of thing that I, I keep coming down to with this game is that like the more I focus on the mechanical aspect of it, the more fun it is. And the more I think about it in terms of like souls, because I'm lost and I I value that feeling. Mm -hmm. And then when I try to get into the narrative or care about like the actual stakes, it's very difficult for me. Yeah. You know? Um, So it it ends up, uh, you know, it it just ends up being a weird kind of experience. Very Mm -hmm. arcadey. Yes. Um, So you do the, uh, the tutorial. Uh, It's nothing special. You're in a void and it teaches you to do moves. Yeah. Well, like you're, you're, you're in like a city that's kind of overtaken by sand, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like just a big barrier field, effectively avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of open space for you to operate in. Um, and you have to, you know, like everybody, no matter, you know, no matter what you start on this, um, kind of tutorial mission attack on line arc, line arc being this 
kind of democratic society that exists on the surface, but um, is opposed to the league. Yes. Yeah. And this is made to be a stomp. Yep. <laughs> like with any uh, any of the starting setups, you can win this very easily. Um, this game does a lot with, you know, they look like monsters. Not quite they look like monsters to you, but like making you feel overpowered and hinting that you are committing crimes. Primal armor. Like, yeah. Like, well, like, yeah, <laughs> we can't even touch it. Uh, mm-hmm. You just you just stomp these guys. Yeah. Um, you're on a like a gigantic like a bridge um, or series of bridges that are kind of connected. Yeah. Um, I love that this uh, kind of highlights the destructible environments. Uh-huh. Um, that's really, really fun. Like a lot of times I would land on a bridge to fight guys and the bridge would just collapse and drown them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, whoops. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're mostly just fighting these uh, cannons on walkers, almost like AT-ATs or whatever. Um, yeah. And a handful like of little, mecha. Yeah. Little yeah. guys. Just, yeah. just, just, t- just tiny little dudes. Normals. Um, nor- <laughs> literally, it's called normals. We're not doing like a yeah. 4chan thing. Um, <laughs> in the briefing, they say like, "Hey, White Glint, their their primary weapon is no is no longer here. Um, they're somewhere else, so they won't be a factor." Kind of hinting that, you know, if Linearc wanted to defend itself, they could. Yeah, if 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 Linearc was or if uh, White Glint wasn't busy, right? You know, which is cool. Like a like, cool little bit of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and doing this, so you 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 win this. You want to, you know, I redid. I didn't do this for all the missions, but I redid this until I got S rank. Right. Uh, and just also, this kind of served as the real tutorial for me. Right. You know, um, taking these guys out. Uh, after you beat it, you it opens up a handful of other missions. Right. Um, the way that the kind of structure of this works is you'll have a couple of different missions to choose from. You can do a certain number of them, and then the chapter moves on. Right. Uh, so, like you'll 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 do a handful of them until it opens up the mission that ends the chapter. Usually, like a, a gigantic or um, momentous battle, and that will be the only mission available yes. at that point. So, like side quests will go away. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a chart on GameFAQs, which I'll put in the show notes, uh, <laughs> that is super useful because it tells you, you know, these are the different missions that are available. After you do six, they go away. So choose your six. Right. Um, there. The so game they, itself doesn't explain that at all. No, no, no. I just, I was surprised to see me shunted into the next chapter. Right. Because my, my heuristic is to do side shit, you mm-hmm. know, obviously. Um, but yeah. And, and there's kind of an, uh, implication, I guess this is, this is the point I was trying to make earlier when I was talking about, you know, not knowing anything about Omar or science technology is that there's an implication in briefings and such that there are like faction statuses. Yes. You know, they, they straight, straight up tell you like this could improve your standing with the faction. It does as far as getting new weapons, but it doesn't as in terms of the narrative. Right. And that's kind of the, the the dissonance that's there. Like it is this game works incredibly well on a purely mechanical level. Right. You know, and it just the other stuff ends up kind of muddying it a little bit. It does. It almost feels like they intended for there to be some kind of faction loyalty meter or mechanic. Uh, they recorded all the VO, but then they decided that wouldn't work out. And they were stuck, they were stuck with the intros and they were stuck with all the trappings of that being the case, but they just had to cut it for time or whatever. Yes. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's, I, I buy that. That's what it feels like. Yeah. As well. Um, so let's say you've got these, uh, divided up by who we're doing the missions for. Yes. Uh, which makes sense. Let's start out with global armaments, which uh, that sounds good. They sound like good guys. (laughs) Yep. Good, good guys. It's kind of like, uh, what was it? Marvel teamed up with an arms dealer to promote their stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was pretty bon- like pretty bonkers. Like, yeah, <laughs> I read about that. I read about that. And I was like, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this opens up with a mission called "Attack on Naval Port of Mimir," 
Um, Global Arms basically just wants you to wreck up shop as much as possible on this interior Union Naval port, and you get paid per uh, per, per per thing you destroy uh, with an extra bonus if you defeat the arms force at the very end. Yes, which is a very minor uh, arms fortress. I think that I think that it is like disconnected or not working right now, or something like that mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. It's like in dry dock. <clears throat> yeah, um, so you can take it out again. They're they're doing the power curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is still still power curve. Um, I love this mission. It's so good. It's really easy, but it's very fun. Um, we, we mentioned a little bit, but this is the, I don't know if the, the soundtrack is at all random or if it's tied to certain missions. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pay as much attention when I replayed the ones that I ended up replaying. Um, but the mission here was a, a, a guitar, like a heavy metal song with vocals, uh, to this. And it is, it's so dumb. <laughs> and, like, so funny to like cruise around this water, destroying uh, defenseless ships to like, yeah silly butt rock uh pretty into it yeah um it's it's great and you're going around like i like the uh kind of the the layout of this level it's just kind of this long winding river canyon uh with the base and the docks kind of just embedded in the sides um you know nothing is like stopping you don't have to destroy everything you just have to move as quickly as you can and destroy as much stuff on the way yeah and if you have a good ammo loadout you can destroy everything yes uh here um we should talk about handlers Real quick. Um, you do have a handler on missions. Yeah. Celeste, um, I think her name is or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is which is nice. Like they will give you um, you know, the the kind of chirps will get annoying event, you know, if they get repeated too many times, but they will tell you your general progress. Yes. You know, you've taken out half of the enemies, you're almost done, etc. Right, right. Um, very, very useful for this yeah. mission. Here um, she's specifically, uh, or, go ahead. Or specifically she'll say, like, this area is clear. Yes. So tell you to bomb. Yeah, don't don't waste your time looking at stuff. Because it's timed. And she'll also say, like, oh, you have five minutes left, four minutes left. And yes. Such. Yeah. 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 Um, real, real fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, super easy again. <laughs> um, cranking up the difficulty a little bit is the Ambush Sphere Invasion Force. Um, mm. You get this mission from the Bernard and Felix Foundation, who I understand Hello. are... <laughs> Hello. They, are... <laughs> <laughs> they sound like they, uh, they underwrite NPR programming. Um <laughs> Um, so uh what you're trying to do is you're trying to stop this assault on this facility called the sphere which guess what it's made up of a bunch of spheres um with what you need to do is like you're coming in from behind you're charging in from the back breaking up as much of their their line as you go and then turning around and getting the stragglers Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah and this this is uh you know doing the uh the initial vob the, uh, the what is, vanguard over to boost yes um these these sections are really fun uh-huh um these do a really great job of conveying like speed and distance mm-hmm. um and this one is a really good like kind of low stakes one um you know it is uh later they you can you can die doing your vob yes. here things won't really hurt you it's just a cool little balance of like you know do well at part a to have an easier time at part b right um, like the VOB kind of turns you into a jet almost like it's yes. a gigantic, uh, jet that attaches to you that just plows you along. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're fighting a lot of these, um, you know, I couldn't help but think about, uh, shrine of storms, mm-hmm. um, like the, uh, the manta rays in the sky because you're fighting manta ray shaped planes. Yeah. Uh, here, <laughs> um, this kind of gets into the radar, uh, which we should talk about a little bit. Yes. Um, the radar is fine ish um i like it kind of competes with i don't know if it's draw distance or what but sometimes it was difficult to or and also the lack of being able to hover 
Yeah. Like, so I would see that something was behind me and up and I would look behind me and up and it wouldn't be there. And I would fly up and my lock on would only last like a couple seconds. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's a little bit weird at conveying verticality. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's a little bit, yeah, like you said, weird at conveying verticality. Also, it's it's weird to have an interface element so dependent on gear choices. Like this is a yes. thing that you can not only make better, but like customize for different situations. Like you buy radar parts that are like more effective against jamming or radar parts that have a higher effective range, things like that. Yes. Yeah, which is which is very interesting to like mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Um this since this being the second mission, um I don't know if I actually did it second, but very early. I didn't know that. Right. at the time like this is before i understood any of that so i was just going in with base gear right. pretty much yeah um but generally this is this is pretty fun and not too difficult right this for um, me was like where i learned okay uh if something is up in the air missiles are definitely key uh because mm. they're probably moving quickly so like i went into this saying like okay i need homing missiles and lots of them mm. yeah. yeah i still i still shot these guys <laughs> still 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 shot them with my, my guns um, the L tier laser rifle. Oh, that, that thing is overpowered. Like I, that like once I get, once I got on that, I was like, Oh, there's no, there's no reason to use anything else. So I need it's to force very, myself to use other stuff. It's a very good weapon. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not how I ended the game. I ended up using a machine gun of some sort, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I was going to say like, if this were a more traditional, like in a souls, like game, we talk about builds at some point, but they didn't change a whole lot. Right. You know, for me. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it doesn't end up making that much sense Yeah. Uh, to talk about them. Um, finally, uh, in these kind of, this kind of set of missions is the attack on Richland. <laughs> Which um, Richland. I, I, I grew up in Richland County. So this just kind of brings to mind, uh, like shooting missiles at a mall, which I, <laughs> which like, uh, weirdly enough, I got bummed out because that isn't necessarily as far fetched as I thought when I started that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, uh, in the briefing, they put a space there. So it looks like they're just talking about rich land. <laughs> Uh, which is really goofy. The, the the briefing is pretty fun because, like, p- technically your faction that you're with is is uh, collared. Like, oh, you are a collared lynx. Like, you're attached to the league. You know, like, you have a mm. like like a leash or something like that. But uh, they go back and forth b- between saying collared, like the, like the greens, and collared, like nobody has yeah. ever said. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the last name of a, of a, of a spy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there's there's that, uh, again, that kind of homemade janky quality <laughs> those things um the interesting thing is so uh uh the enemy uh so you need to take out this algebra agriculture plant again a very early hint that like maybe you're not doing anything particularly good <laughs> right. um and the enemy has commandeered one of the old ga america arms forts yes uh and it's it's kind of shady like they're like hey they can't actually tell you very much about it right you know um it shouldn't be that that big a deal um, you can take on uh, somebody with you if you want. And this introduces, like, this happens a few times in the game where you can have a partner, um, kind of like an AI summon, but they take part of your your resources. Right. Um, I always redid missions until I could do it without them. Hmm. And I wish I didn't because I didn't end up needing money uh, in the end of the game. <laughs> but I was like, you're going to take 30% of my money. Like, no. You know, I was thinking, I, was, I think that might have been before I knew you could sell things back for the same price, too. Uh-huh. So I thought the economy was a lot tighter than it was as opposed to being like kind of clunkier than it that it actually is yeah i would i yeah. would retry them but with uh different uh just to see it like the way a different ai partner would work mm. um and they have like personality too they have like lines in reaction to stuff like some of them are yeah. kind of impatient or impetuous like uh meriwether is a solid bro like she's good with missiles and is also just like professional and here to help solve the problem and she compliments us hey we worked we, we work well together use me again yeah 
<laughs> yeah, which you which you can do. They you know they they can show up multiple times. Yeah, like they're ostensibly kind of characters, even if you know again it's not, hard to to really get a yeah, beat on them. Not like much to them, but it's still yeah fun. yeah. Um, there's some missions you can do for Interior Union. This is kind of the next set. Again, you're just kind of picking six and moving on. Um, yeah, well, real quick before they so the attack on, on Richland, the arms fort they actually fight oh, shit, yeah. is like your super basic arms fort. Yeah. So eventually this will get complicated, but this one is very, very <laughs> limited. It's like a it's like a big box that has some guns on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much box, yeah, box gun. <laughs> the uh and, and that that's all you're doing. Right. Yeah, uh, is, is shooting the box gun. You can shoot it anywhere, which is really <laughs> strange. Like other ones will introduce kind of weak points. Right, right. But here, you know, you just kind of shoot it like I was locking onto this part on the side and I just like saw a little bit blip, blip. I was just shooting it with a little laser rifle, and then the whole thing just crumbled apart and it was very like <laughs> surprising. They make a point of saying, like, oh, they commandeered this completely out of date thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. But like, at the, yeah. you know, if, if you just held a pistol up to it, you could take this whole thing out. It feels like <laughs> quite literally so. a pistol. You can be a yeah. gigantic robot that carries a pistol around. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably yeah, a, a, a pistol the size of a of a VW Bug, but still it's a pistol. Do a pistol build. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the interior union missions, this starts off uh, with you defeating um, uh, an AF. This is the AF Giga Base. Um, yes. you need to take this out. Uh, it's part of the eighth fleet. Uh, you don't want to attack any of the fleet. It tells you like, Hey, this other stuff is going to shoot at you. We just need you focused on the base itself. Yeah. Don't waste ordnance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll get a bonus if you take out some of the supply vessels. I never found those. I just have my eye on the prize. Uh, and this gig is like a gigantic ship. Yes. Um, which, you know, initially, uh, this is, is your first kind of action VOB sequence. Yes. Um, where you have to actually use your dodge in air, yeah. Um, because you'll see these kind of laser cannons at you, and it kind of ends up being a little bit like a like a quick time event or like mm -hmm. a mini game almost. Yeah. Um, to do these little dashes to avoid the shots as you close distance. Yeah. Um, and that kind of ends up being the the par for the course for this. Um, yeah. as you go on, uh, it's pretty fun. I I, I like mm -hmm. it. It feels high stakes. Um, on some of the missions, it was kind of like, man, I wish I could start after the VOB, just like drop me in, like only make me do so. that once. But um, yeah. I I understand that like they're calculating your cost and stuff like that. So yeah. they can't actually do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, again, pretty, uh, still pretty basic mm -hmm. as far as arm sports go. Right. Uh, this um, is, this is another one where it's just like circle the thing and shoot it wherever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, support the red beret assault. Um, so this is your first escort mission, uh, with a really, really goofy rock and roll soundtrack, <laughs> um, where interior union wants you to, uh, Exor, uh, escort their support vehicles. Um, you have, this is interesting because it's all about routes. Yeah. Um, if you can secure the shortest route and clear it out, they'll take the shortest route and you'll get uh, additional bonus and the mission will be over sooner. Right. Um, if you don't clear out an enemy on a path in time, they'll shunt over to another path. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll face more danger and it'll take longer. Yeah. So uh, one thing the game doesn't do, and I feel like almost every escort mission does this, to stop you from moving ahead is make something come up from behind. Right. Uh, this game never does that. No. So you can just immediately start going forward, destroying everything on the path. <laughs> uh, and you'd never have to check in on the thing you're escorting. You never have to circle back. Right. Like just go forward and destroy everything. Yeah. You want to, I mean, like you just go, you go and defeat everything on the road to the tunnel because the shortest yes. path also happens to be the one that offers the most air protection. You know, yes. if you, if you, if you hang back and worry, or hover over the transport itself, then you're pretty much going to be locked into the more exposed version. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's a weird, it's weirdly counterintuitive if you you know have played games before where you have to do escort stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really just kind of clear out this path. The um the big thing for me with this mission was ammo management. Right. Because there's a lot of things on that path. <laughs> like I ended up getting to the end and just like using my missiles, which like were kind of the last resort for me. Like I used them when I was out of ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up doing it. One of the things I had to break myself of a habit of is dual firing as well. Uh-huh. Like firing both weapons at once is very satisfying <laughs> and is not always efficient. No. But uh, this ended up just being a very like a huge stretch for ammo. Right. Um, this is one where it's like, okay, I'm going to make sure I bring my laser sword because at the very end, regardless of which path you take, uh, you have to fight these kind of big tank like things. They're on yeah. legs, but you know, they're like defensive emplacements and they soak a ton of damage. Um, I would always run out of ammo and end up having to, uh, melee attack them to death. So the, uh, I don't know what caused this or what order of missions I did, but I could not buy uh, laser swords until later in the game. Oh, weird. It gave me a punch. Like a very, very <laughs> shitty punch that had uh, zero range what? on the little range thing. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't, this is true of sword attacks too, but I got one later, is there's not really good like impact kinesthetics. No, you're just you know, to show through that, it. Yeah, to show that you're hitting. Mm-hmm. So I had this little punch and I was doing it and it wasn't very powerful and I didn't even know if I was hitting. Right. So I ended up respecking to have more ammo to get through this rather than trying to rely yeah. on melee. Do you remember uh, which corporation you started with? Um, the, uh, the sleek, sleek middle one. Okay. I did the bottom. Like laser I, boys. I did the bottom one that wasn't, um, that wasn't like going to pride. Independent. Yeah. 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 The, um, yeah. For, so one reason or another, that could also depend on how many, um, arena fights you've done at this point and what order you did these missions. And I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I got a lot of use out of laser swords. Um, but I also did a regulation. I just did whatever regulation came out of the box. So I have mm. no idea if they were overpowered because of that. Yeah, I think it starts with laser swords being very good, mm-hmm. um, but I, I did not end up using, other than a couple individual missions where I had to, I didn't end up using laser swords very often. Right. Mostly fought at a distance. Yeah. Um, next, uh, next you have to defeat Wonderful Body. <laughs> so, <laughs> hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, down with you, Wonderful Body. Yeah. Um, this is a next fight. Um, yes. It can be real one-sided because you can yes. bring help. So it'd be a two-on-one fight. Yeah. Um, you don't really need that to be, but again, it's kind of ramping you up right. into these, these things that will eventually be the toughest missions Yeah, that, uh, that you have. Yep. Um, but you know, I just shot him until he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the end. yeah, yeah. Uh, Omer science technology uh, has a series of missions here as well. Yeah. Um, starting with the attack on B7. Yeah. So B7 is like this, uh, mining and energy production facility. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're mostly going to be fighting normals. This is notable because you're inside. Uh, like it's, yeah. it's mostly in, uh, in tunnels and shafts. And one of the things this game uh, does, and you see this with the VOB, but actually does a really great job again of, uh, establishing scale. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love, uh, when you get to that first, uh, tunnel that you sink down that mm-hmm. first shaft and just sinking forever, <laughs> you know, through there. And it makes the escape part of it, uh, you know, later when you're leaving really fun too. They, they iterate on this later. Yeah. with another mission that's very similar, but this one ends up being very fun. Uh, so you can kind of move through, you're fighting mostly uh, normals uh, here and busting through walls and the like, yeah. uh, just clearing it out. And then they call for reinforcements. So if you haven't managed ammo well on the way back, it'll be really tricky. Right. Yeah. The most notable thing about this is the, you know, the new location, right? You're not yes. fighting this in a big outdoor void kind of thing. Yes. Um, no. Another notable location, clear the former Chinese Shanghai. This is the flooded city that I talked about. 
mm-hmm. uh, showing kind of how dire the condition of the world is. Um, you need to clear out GA America's fleet. Um, yes. They want you to coordinate again. They send you in with uh, with support, but you can take or leave. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of boats, a lot of rooftops. Uh, again, just fighting lots of normal units up until you eventually get to a giga base at the end. Yes. There. Which uh, all this stuff is again pretty basic. Like this is a cool setting, mm-hmm. uh, especially by four answer standards. Yeah. Um, but the actually what you're doing here is just a, a search and destroy. Yeah. Kill everything. And we and we've already destroyed Giga Base at this point. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. So yeah. Um, take back Cradle Twenty One is a uh, mostly aerial mission. You're up on a cradle for the first time and kind of seeing these barren structures that look like the satellite dish at the end of Golden Eye. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they do look a lot like that. Yeah. Um, the uh, so this is uh, these these episodes that t- these uh, uh, missions that take place entirely in the sky. Um, I got a little bit frustrated with because depending on your build, um, if you fall off of them, if it, if your attack on your your boost mm-hmm. is too long, you can just not be able to fly back up. Right. Like uh, depending on what your energy was like when you fell off, mm-hmm. things like that. So um, the missions that are on cradles ended up not being my favorite. Uh, they're also not visually very interesting. No. They're big, flat planes that are kind of shaped like boomerangs as opposed to looking like a gigantic sky city. It's Like when I saw the description, I was like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> sky city, baby. Yeah, uh, not the case. I think the city is on the inside, maybe, or this yes. is at the kind of the extreme end of it where nobody is really living except for maintenance people. Um, these feel unsatisfying to me because, like, it feels like they're trying to get you to do dogfighting. But with the exception of very specific builds, which you can do because you have this customization, you can't really do the kind of flight and maneuvering that would be required to actually dogfight these enemies. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's definitely possible, but I didn't I didn't like it very right. much like doing it like you end up having to do that a little bit during the next mission. You know, you, the, you had to, I ended up finding to defeat the uh, the final mother will mm-hmm. mission mission. I had to be very air mobile. Right. Uh, that was the un- the unlock, and I kind of figured out a little bit at being able to do that. Um, but it's much more fun, or at least easier, against a stationary target than it is against other, you know, ultra smart mobile computer right. enemies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, I did. I don't. I also don't love this one, but mostly because I fell off it once, and I was just like, "This sucks." <laughs> like I would wait for my thing energy to recharge, and then it would charge up a little bit. I'm like, okay. You know, and then it would take me a really long time for inertia to kick in or mm. for the uh, the boost to kick in and just like slowly fell to earth. Yeah. When when your mech's weight or the quality of its booster hasn't really been like a make or break factor for you so far. And and I just like, you know, the game, again, takes no doesn't explain any of that stuff. Mm. So I didn't really have to learn it. Right. You know, it's a it, there wasn't anything saying like, hey, you're up in the air now. Like, maybe consider this. Right. Um, I think I ended up saying most of the game on unlimited flight mode after the next mission, hmm. not on purpose, but because I had to switch to that for a spirit of mother will, and then just didn't pay attention to it. Didn't occur to me to change regulations. Right. Um, so the, the uh, final armored fortress missions, uh, there's two of them, uh, defeat the spirit of mother will. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the first one working for the, uh, Omer. Right. Um, so the BFF corporation, the Bernard and Felix, hello. Uh, yeah, best forever friends. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, they uh, uh, have their main arms for it here, which uh, is basically built to have a lot of long range ordnance to it. 
but it is has these design flaws built into it where if you destroy enough of its guns, it'll start a chain, chain reaction fire that will bring the entire thing down. Yes. Um, and the spirit of Mother Will, um, if you're trying to picture it, uh, it's gigantic. It has an awful lot of like appendages. Think like those images of the gigantic Earth Destroyer kind of things with the buzz saws at the end of it, but they're gigantic. It's like a buzz saw for mountains. That's a little bit of what's happening here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, with with uh, kind of the, these wings that kind of go off from a central hub, right? Um, that that house these uh, missile batteries. Um, on your way, when you do your VOB, um, you have to dodge on your way in, and there are all these buildings on the way, um, which can shield you, or you can just bust right through, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, if you accidentally hit one and just it gets destroyed. Um, the big thing is once you, uh, and it, this is walking as well. Um, it is like slowly walking through the desert and can step on you. Oh, I didn't notice that. Which uh, which causes you to die instantly. Oh, um, I, as I would expect. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty pretty great. The one of the things that was frustrating about this mission, um, I found this mission came to like it uh, in kind of Souls, you know, fashion after initially bouncing off it and finding it pretty irritating. Um, so it starts off with that, like you know, you have to take care of the the gun uh, batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, they use that phrase on the the menu. It shows missile batteries. Uh huh. The thing is full of gun batteries. Though. It's, it's nothing but gun batteries. So, like, I spent a lot of time destroying gun batteries that I shouldn't have wasted time on. No, because you know, what you're going first, for are the, yeah. miss, the missile batteries that are like the little uh, hatches that open up on the wings. So the, the, ga- the game tells you one thing and visually shows you another. Like, mm-hmm. they show you the missile batteries, but they tell you the gun 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 emplacements. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are gun emplacements you have to kill after you kill the missile batteries. Like, the, the briefing is not very good. No, uh, for this mission, and the way missiles work in this game, when enemies fire them, uh, is that they will uh, phase through anything. Yes. Um, so the enemy has these uh, different wings. They each have a couple different missile batteries. They'll take turns shooting a volley of missiles that will track you pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it happens like with with some real frequency. Like it's like every eight seconds or something like that. Yeah. It's it's pretty quick. So I end up finding this very frustrating. Mm-hmm uh initially um the gun batteries can also only be destroyed when they're open which like previous armed fortresses we've i fought i just had to shoot its side right you know the this idea of the weak spot being open every once in a while is very common to video games but is new to armored core for answer right uh in the game so i ended up finding this very frustrating the the key for it was getting that it really enhanced air mobility and just never you know never not moving <laughs> right. uh ended up taking you know taking care of it for me but I feel like the communication is kind of fucked up with this. A little bit. Um, I definitely went on the wild goose chase trying to take out like the like the underwing gun emplacements as well. Yeah, those won't chart that that won't start the chain reaction for me. And the, they they almost they're almost harmless too. Yep, <laughs> it doesn't even help you beat the the thing. Like yeah, for 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 me it was definitely air mobility. Um, and also um, uh, equipping grenade launchers. Actually, like, getting an effective weapon that was like very very good at firing downward quickly. Mm. Um, so I could make the most of any kind of opportunity that was given to me to shoot the, uh, to shoot those missile batteries. The thing about this mission is like, it's kind of a roll of the dice at the beginning. If you can take out one or two of these missile emplacements, um, then you're going to have a much easier time just because it is firing at you less. Yeah. So you have to get over that initial hump and the rest of it's the walk. Yeah. It, it, the, the difficulty like ramps down. Right. For sure. And it become and, um, and it becomes a feeling of like triumph as you hear the radio transmission of like oh my gosh there's a fire in column two a fire in column yeah. three it's getting into the center run everybody evacuate on the ground no 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, that that is all very cool. Yeah. Like that stuff is you know it's very empowering once it starts happening. Um, the uh, uh, it just figuring out that strategy was tough because mm-hmm. the other thing too was like I I wanted to land on it and fight the next and stuff that were on the wing. Right. Like and it tells you to ignore that, but again you know, figure out exactly what was shooting at me, mm-hmm. you know, in this gigantic 3d space was difficult. Yes. Um, I ended up liking it mostly because of scale. Yes. Like really, really liked it. And it was the first time I had a hard stop and had to change my, my strategy and build, mm-hmm. um, which was valuable. Yeah. So I like this a lot for similar reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cabricam, um, this is a little bit smaller scale of a thing. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a comedy of errors. Almost. Did you end up doing this mission? Um, I did, but the missions bleed together a little bit okay. for me. Yeah. I'll give so I'm going to look him up real quick and, and I'll give you the summary here. So, uh, GA wants you to destroy one of Algebra's arms forts, the Cabricant, this gigantic like crawler, um, whose only vulnerability is, uh, on its bottom and its bottom and its treads and stuff are covered by this metal skirting. So what you have to do mm. is dodge fire until you can get close enough. And it's kind of rolling through the desert. Um, wait for it to go over a hill so you can get underneath it and then fire at the treads. However, there's no way for you to get out because none of your weapons could be powerful enough to blow open a piece of the skirting to get out. Um, Mm. (laughs) but once you disable this thing, it just launches all of its mechs, just swarms and swarms and swarms of normals. You get support that comes in and helps you blows an opening. And then it is just clean up fighting a gigantic squadron of mechs that are uh, mostly flying around and shooting you from a distance. Yeah, I, I, I did not uh, end up fighting this guy. Oh, um, I thought I did all of them, but I didn't have the checklist. And I, this doesn't always show up as available either. Right. At the end, it's not like always a choice between these. I got to that when I did the replay, I was like, defeat the spirit of Mother Will. I'm like, okay, I'll do Mother Will again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, ex- you know, even with the chart, I didn't have the chart open while I was playing. So yeah. um, it's, a, it's a little bit fiddly. The chart just shows you like uh, with an option is the, mm. is, is the thing. So I have no idea. And that's just generally take that as red i have no idea what opens or closes different missions yeah i don't i don't remember having the option to do this so doesn't mean that i didn't i just don't uh, don't remember This moves on to chapter two. This is where you get your your tuning points, which you mentioned. You get your first tuning points, um, and you generally will like on chapter ends will unlock the shop. You know, give you a couple extra items and such. Yes, uh, there is a cinematic here, basically explaining what you just did. That you know, the league decided, hey, we want to maintain utter control of the surface. We can't necessarily trust like political systems or cities. What we can trust is gigantic machines uh, manned by thousands of people, thus the arms force or the arms forts. And mm-hmm. the idea of a single next pilot taking one of them out is far fetched and thought to be impossible. But you just did it. You just did it a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll just keep doing it. Yep. Yep. Um, so moving on to chapter two missions uh, for global armaments. Um, the first one, rescue the uh, GA transport unit. Yes. Um, so, uh, they want you to take out some of, uh, interior unions, arms forts in a desert. Um, this is this gigantic land crab unit. And you also need to make sure that, uh, uh, GA's kind of cannon units aren't taken out. This is the one with the green defense line that none of the enemies can cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is real weird 
Like this ended up being again, kind of surprisingly easy, but I thought it was going to be very difficult and I didn't know whether I needed to be over there or just wait for things to come to me. Right. Right. And I ended, they ended up just hanging out uh, on my side of the line for a long time. And then, you know, I was like, well, there's no penalty for failure in this game. So fuck it. Yep. And then went across the line and just fucked shit up. Yeah. You know, so and, and that was ended up being the right thing to do, but it doesn't, I didn't know. In other games, this kind of mission is teed up as like a, like spinning plates, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're running from running, running from station to station, putting out fires. That's not the case here. No, it's, it's more or less just a line. Right. Again, you know, taking those things like similar to the escort mission, like things you would expect in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too bad. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, um, these forts aren't that tough when you get close. However, they've got these huge laser cannon arrays that fire at you rapidly. Uh, you just yeah. need to make sure not to be moving like in a predictable way. Yeah, good. Uh, be good with the uh, the quick dodge. Yep. Uh, moving on to attack on PAN fifty one. Yeah, which uh, I read J- as Panini. <laughs> Panini. Yeah, you find it tiny Panini. Um, attack your hunger. Uh, with mission GA America wants you to uh, take out a new resource plant within a certain time frame. Yeah. So. Um, um, and this is a uh, in a, a snow snow area. I hated this mission so goddamn much. Mm. I had to do this so much, and my costs were really high because that snowstorm uh, basically made it very difficult for me to locate uh, the the buildings that I needed to destroy. Um, and I think that on my first couple of tries, like I I missed like one small little like Quonset hut off of one of these resource plants, and thus mm. was just like going around and searching for something that would never show itself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, similar. Yeah. Like, um, and there's another one later too that is like a uh, that takes place at night. Uh-huh. That is like I just go destroy all the people here, but it's a huge map. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then that one they jam your radar. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name of anything in this game, but it comes later. We'll talk about it. But both of those I ended up finding pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, just because I didn't invest in radar, and it's like. They're also, you end up getting kind of confronted, or at least the way that I play this game, um, similar to like load screens and Bloodborne, like fiddling with my mech, there's joy to be had in it, but like making minor changes like that, like mm-hmm. minor iterations became something I wanted to avoid if it was something I could push past right? just to spend less menu time and spend more more time on, on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I would get to that kind of thing. Like this, this mission would be easier with a longer range radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I could respect this right. and make this easier for myself, or I could power through and kind of grumble about it. Yeah. So it's a little bit my fault for not taking the optimized path. But at the same time, I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Uh, the difficulty of this is compounded because, I guess, in the story, this place is defended by some kind of squad led by somebody named Barat. I have, I have no idea. Um, the difference is, however, that they can stun lock me really, really quick. So, like, mm-hmm. if if one of them got their teeth into me, I would just be locked in place. Yeah. That's not fun. Uh, what um, is fun is defeating Arms Force Stigro. Yeah, Stigro. <laughs> um, That's like a lost yeah. boy. Yeah, St- St- Stigro is a, a pack of free cheat dude. <laughs> um, so uh, GA America wants you to take out the Stigro. Um, there's a huge arm fortress with blades at the front of it. And uh, it says, hey, try going around back. Yeah, why not? Um, uh, this seems yeah. so impractical as any kind of device. Like, Yeah, this, this is definitely uh, some real uh, Metal Gear style. Like, this is not <laughs> practical. That's just cool. Right. Um, so uh, this, I think it's in a similar kind of like flooded city map like Shanghai. Uh, but it's like a boss fight and Stigro will charge at you very, very fast with this wide, almost like cow catcher on the front of it. Um, and basically you just boost over it and land on it and start firing at its uh 
um, fi- firing at the vent on the top of it while dodging yeah. its missiles. Having a very mobile arms fortress like this is very cool. Yes. Uh, because up until this point, they've pretty much been big, like dumb land walkers. I mean, the comparison, one, the comparison would be like, oh, you're fighting all these big colossi in Shadow of the Colossus, and then you get to the tiger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one just being on the water and, and the light just makes it much, much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool fight. Um, you end up doing, like like you said, kind of uh, landing on top of it or just kind of toroing it. Mm-hmm. Like I ended up just kind of jumping over it because it, it moved too quick for me to land on it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just turning around and, and smacking it. Yeah. Um, but this is out of things, you know, a lot of times the arms fortresses feel less like um, Souls boss fights and more like just little strategy sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're very straight strategy based. And this is much more like a Souls boss fight style thing, like figuring yeah. out the pattern of this guy. It's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. Uh, the missions for Interior Union, uh, here's another unique mission, Eliminate Procyon. Uh, so Taurus has hired you to take out these uh, Procyon cannons, or Procyon, pro- 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 or whatever. Procyon, has got to go. <laughs> so you're kind of in this, uh, like, metro tunnel kind of thing almost. Um, and the idea is, like, you're going to be going down a tunnel, and then all of a sudden a massive energy burst is going to come that will just wreck you up if you don't dodge it. And you have to get around behind because these cannons are set up basically to defend this emplacement. Yeah. This felt like armored spider to me. Uh, ex- exactly. Actually. Yeah. Like this felt like a dry run for the armored spider fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, it articulates very similarly. Um, the way you get around it is not as timing based initially. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of little side paths will make you, you know, take you around to the back end, which is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, then they start introducing next that guard those uh those those kind of back ends and kind of culminates in a cover shooting kind of section mm-hmm. where there was like the little little things you can duck into little side passages yeah. uh, for cover but mostly you just have to like kind of uh shoot him and dodge the uh the main attacks of the procyon yeah um real cool level yep as well why do you say the procyon has to go i just hate that procyon so much i need to eliminate him <laughs> okay <Like Procyon. laughs> okay because like, it's our i'm i am rping as an interior unit oh, uh, okay yes yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you were like, oh, I don't like this mission. I was like, oh, it's a fun mission. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I hate. I just hate the cannon. I, I like it much more because I wanted to succeed it. <laughs> ah, or, yes, okay. All right. In in my in my mud, I'm I'm anti Procyon, mm. pro Interior Union. Is there is there any more that I could dismantle this this bit of yours? Um. Yeah. Okay. The uh, <laughs> so the uh, I was I was my parents were killed by a Procyon, <laughs> bitten by a radioactive Procyon. <laughs> Which seems very likely, because uh, I think yeah. those are powered by Kojima particles. We were probably bitten by a Kojima spider. <laughs> the, um, now I love Mads Mikkelsen more than anything. The proportionate appreciation of a Kojima. Yep. <laughs> like uh, the size, strength, and appreciation of a Kojima. <laughs> uh, the second mission here is the escape from naval port of Mimir. Um, so interior union wants you to escort their battleship, um, and protect mm-hmm. it from these, uh, from these vessels. Uh, and this is, you know, the same kind of Canyon level. Uh, however, you're going to have your radar jammed. So you have no real sense of when somebody's going to be coming at you. Yeah. Which makes the, uh, that kind of loop of being able to just kind of move ahead and clear the path ahead of time a little bit trickier. Yes. Um, you still do that. You still, you don't want to stick by the, uh, the ship you're defending. You still no. want to move forward but you just need to be very careful and very uh, uh diligent yeah yes um, um yeah so it's hard to pin down where uh, enemy fire is coming from especially because they're not always going to be firing directly at you and drawing your attention mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, and all of this leads up to the mouth of the ocean, which is guarded by just several missile cruisers. Actually, they lost one of the escorts in this. Uh, decided not to retry it because it's kind of a long mission. Um, but yeah. like they do a good job of setting this up for a climax. Yeah, I would have uh, taken this guy, or I would have probably lost a uh, escort if they were near there. Like I moved ahead soon enough, mm-hmm. so I still had our time and ended up not doing, doing a great score on this because I took a lot of damage. But mm-hmm. I got far enough ahead of the escorts. Um, um, and the final one here is defeating an unknown next and also no count. No count is the, uh, um, I think that it is the mech that is piloted by, by patch the good luck. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- this is one of those things where, uh, the jargon gets out of control. Yep. <laughs> like these words to get like defeat unknown next plus no count. Uh huh. Like it just starts sounding like, you know, not sentences. At oh all. no, I dropped my tray of nouns. Yeah. <laughs> oops, oops all nouns. The um so this is just a duel, you know, like a, a two on one duel, mm-hmm. like you versus versus another guy, um, or another two guys here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they are occupying the uh Kitasaki junction. Mm-hmm. Um so as you were you know, you're kinda of fighting, there's a little bit of uh you actually you can hire a support as well, make this a two on two. Yeah. Um, which I you know, again I, I didn't do in, in the game. Um not not trying to brag, because you can try as many times as you want. I just thought money was valuable still um you kind of get through this it is pretty easy um the kind of like goofy little easter egg here is that if you kill the other person before patches patches will surrender <laughs> um there and uh it's so yeah, hard not to kill patches first because <laughs> he's yeah he's much he's much easier uh-huh. uh, to take out yeah um he snipes you but if you close the distance like that's pretty much it for him he doesn't really have a way to cope with you being around whereas big barrel like fires at you from further away and is just generally yeah. more durable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, so for Omer, you can do, uh, you can do a similar mission defeat and unknown next. Like this is literally just another, another duel at the Richland Ag- agriculture plant. I don't think I did this. I like, I just made a note that you're avoiding his missiles. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think I did do this, but there's not very much to remember about it. Yeah. What you know. is very cool is defeat the Armsport Great Wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the Armsports are definitely the highlights. Yes. Of uh, of this game, even when they kind of mechanically fall down, mm-hmm. they always succeed in scale. Even the kind of not as good ones. Right. So they're always cool looking. Yeah. But this is uh this is a train job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so so Landry uh, shoots the kid. Right. What? This happens in the. I was Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Woof. Sorry, I, I, I yeah. said train job. I was thinking of Firefly, but you're absolutely right. Oh yeah, no, no. I, we got we got to get you. We got to get that Patreon goal so I can watch that Firefly from your brain and get you back on the Breaking Bad. Tip. I can I can like both of those shows, Gary. Yeah, but you can only associate one of them with trains. <laughs> <laughs> so like trains get. Ah! So at this point, you, so wait. So at this point, you're not defending the honor of Breaking Bad. You're defending the honor of trains. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm a huge train head. Yeah. <laughs> I love trains, trucks. Pretty much things that go. Uh, my, my, I'm a, a four year old boy. I'm a big fan of things that go. <laughs> yeah. Just like if it goes, I'm really into it. I'm like, if there's that? a fire truck, watch out, dude. Like, we're going to stop. If we, if next time we do a live show, like, you better watch, there better not be any fire trucks around because we, I will, I will blow our Patreon budget and see if I can get them to go. Burr, burr. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you have to pay the money to do that. Gary. <laughs> Are you being extorted by a fireman? <laughs> Are you being extorted by a fireman, Gary? 
Cole, Cole Ross doesn't believe that our nation's heroes deserve to be paid to go. Bur, bur. <laughs> Can you believe this shit? <laughs> the real scoop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> History's greatest monster. <laughs> so, that's old king. What's that? So that's old king. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Great Wall. It's like a. It's like a big train that doesn't require tracks. Uh, just yeah. barreling through the desert. Um, and you start out. It's kind of cool. What's that? Sand beer, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> starts out. You're in front of it and it's charging at you. You have to get in through the back and then work your way up to the front to destroy its power core. Yeah. This is really tricky. Yep. Um, like missiles will come up from behind you and you can, you can't always see them. Uh, so you have to kind of like dodge out of the way or you can almost outrun them uh-huh. or outrun them temporarily and, and get out of the way. Like tricky to get in. Once you get in, you have this long column um, of defenses you're taking out. Right. Um, I love seeing the uh, the necks that are inactive. Uh-huh. That are uh, just kind of put on the side, like are in, in bays. Like held up in racks and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, you can decide, like, okay, I'm going to take out these defenses. Most of the time, I just ended up blowing past them. I was like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to blow the hatch and get in the next place because, you know, this is a distraction for me. Yeah. You have to get in and destabilize the core. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, uh, the it sheds its back half to try and lose you, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, like. Uh, like a train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a good well, train. Yeah, like, like a very good train that decides, hey, I, I need to go. Um, and this thing is going to stop <laughs> okay. me from going. Yes, it's good to go. Um, <laughs> I love going so much. Um, I like it when other things do go. <laughs> um, but when <laughs> when you destabilize the core, you also have to escape. Um, yeah. So you have to you have to get out of it before it goes, and it goes up in a gigantic, impressive explosion. Yeah, I had a hard time with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I uh, not so many like didn't take me that many tries, but I, it was a skin of your teeth kind of thing, and was kind of long, so I didn't repeat it. Yeah, I, you know, um, I probably got down to like a, a you know ten. He's got pinball issues. I probably got down to ten thousand health, so I wasn't doing so good. <laughs> The, <laughs> you could tell I was bad because I only had 10,000 hit points left. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I botched the escape on the first go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's tricky, but it's very cool. Yeah. Um, you can actually do a, a mission for a line arc. Um, you can side with the, uh, with the scrappy rebels. They want you to defend Megalus, which is their uh, massive solar energy generator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you, you know, you, you, uh, and this is, you're defending it from, uh, Omer forces. Right. So again, kind of giving a little bit of credence to that idea that maybe at some point you would have uh rising and falling meters, mm-hmm. you know, that, that show how much people like you, uh, here. Right. Um, so like Megalis is this gigantic column that, um, has a little bit of that cradle problem of like, if you need to get to the top of it, it requires a ton of boost. Um, and you're mostly defending it from these waves of enemies coming in from the air. So you know, you're, you have that trouble find. I, I had that trouble finding the enemies and also getting into a range where I could, you know, attack them. Yeah. And you, you have a, unlike other escorts, like you have to actually stick by the thing you're defending. Right. Here. Um, I ended up doing this on, only on my second run. My first run through, I didn't do this. I only did the destroy Megalus mission that comes later. Right. Um, so it was, it was hard and cool to see this. Yes. You know, like, just like, Oh, like, okay. Um, I already know the lay of this land. Yeah. Um, um how come I don't have all of the, you know, long range cannons that, <laughs> that it had when I was trying to kill it? Well, they used all their budget on you. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. 
I'm a human long range cannon. <laughs> yeah. Um, at a certain point, a huge ship comes in to finish the job. This was a, uh, a, a great moment for me because I ran out of ammo and I was like, fuck if I'm starting this over. I used all my boost to get on top of it. It took a try or two. Uh, and I just slashed at it with a laser sword until it blew up in midair. And then I won mm. the mission. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the, um, uh, I ended up taking that out. This might've been something where I was down to my last resource, but missiles were my, were generally my last resource. Right. In the game. Yeah. Um, and at the very end of chapter two, you get an option because, you know, the conflict with, with Lion Ark is uh, kind of coming to a head. You can decide to either defend Lion Ark by uh, siding with White Glint or side with the League and try to destroy White, White Glint, uh, not on your own, but with uh, with the leader of the League. Yeah. Um, and White Glint is kind of like that. I think that's the not the sole layer of this game, but White Glint is considered to be kind of the hero. Right. You know, this game, like, that's the, you know, the Armored Core 4 answer autocompletes with White Glint. I think White Glint is, is well thought of. So in the, the kind of fiction of the world, this is a legendary right. critter. Um, uh, it's also it's, from Armored Core 4 itself. Like, it, it is a returning, gotcha. either either a returning mech or a returning pilot. Which which adds a little gravity mm-hmm. uh, to things, which is cool. Yeah. Regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. I feel better defending Line Arc with White Glint is my, yeah. uh, is my kind of stance on this. I, I mean, I think I think I do too. Objectively, at the time I was playing through the game, the story stuff had so failed to land with me that I mm-hmm. had no context for anything I was really doing. Mm-hmm. Like it all felt kind of morally equal because everything was me working for gigantic corporations, mm-hmm. not being shitty. Yeah, yeah. So, so. the defeat white Lane mission, uh, you're going in, um, and you're working with another next stasis. Uh, this is the one that is piloted by Ostarva. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. White Glint's operator, Fiona Yarnafelt, says, like, hey, pull back. Um, and Stasis ends up going down pretty quickly. And so this yeah. becomes mostly a dialogue boss fight of, like, hey, what are you fighting for? Uh, aren't aren't you the real monster? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, White Glint is right tough. White Glint is, is extremely fast right. uh, here. So this ended up, for me, the, the fight being um, a lot of pot shots. Yes. Like, um, trying to keep distance and just getting off hits when I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually wearing her down. Yeah. And when she's desperate, she uses assault armor, which is, I don't, I, I hadn't encountered that up to this point. And then de- defending line arc, you're teaming up with her against uh, a Starva and also uh, another, another mech called cube. All yeah. in caps. <laughs> That's a good name for a mech. <laughs> it is. Um, Especially yeah. because it is not cubic at all. No. That's a family name. Yeah. <laughs> the Utica expression. Uh, the, so yeah, so you essentially you just work with with Glint. It's cool to tie, team up with Glint, mm-hmm. um, and kind of tells you like this is weirdly enough like if you decide not to do this mission, you're missing a huge story dump. Yeah, for this game because a lot of the incidental dialogue is actually like pretty important mm-hmm. uh, here. I'm um, kind of telling you about the politics and and stuff and laying out, you know, what's going on. Yeah, just the idea that like Line Arc is democratic and that's brought a bunch of flaws. You know, like it's not a perfect system, but at least we're not you know, beholden to corporate overlords. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you gleam the cube (laughs) and uh, after you've gleamed the cube, um, you hear this dialogue that kind of comes between different league members. Right. Um, So, you know, they are not a unified front, which, you know, complicates things further. Uh, They're kind of talking about their plans uh, now that these most powerful next players, now that there's no longer cube, uh, (laughs) what they're going to do. Goodbye cube. Uh, Goodbye cube. but, But also like, 
Ostarva is at the bottom of the ocean and White Glint uh, has gone down in the fight as well. Like, yeah. you, you know, the, this entire game is you become the, becoming the only person left on Earth. Yes. <laughs> there, there's an island song called Becoming the Gunship. Okay. Which is like very appropriate for this this whole thing. Hmm. What happens after you gleam the cube or cubivore the cube <laughs> or whatever you do to cube. Yeah. Um, this starts chapter three. Yes. So, like I said, you know, every, basically everybody else has gone down, and the cradles have entered this kind of new period of peace, but it's just a little bit too quiet. Yeah. Yep. So you got to shake things up by defeating Red Roman Starka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does this even mean? Yeah. Um, it, it defeat Red Roman Starka. Like, it is, they're just words. Yes. The, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're, they're a team of uh, necks that work for algebra. Um, this takes place on that snowy map as well. Um, mm-hmm. And they say like, yeah, I need to install enemy detection software because they're going to, um, <laughs> they're going to jam my radar, which becomes a real problem because these guys are just very difficult. I had a hard time with this. Yeah, this is, this is really tricky. Um, again, yeah, I, was, I was always resistant to bringing along people uh for it um which i managed to not bring along people but i think that i ended up beating this with uh hp in the triple digits oh geez so So again one one shot yeah like what definitely what one shot would have killed me um and i got a really bad score on it consequently like used all of my ammo and got almost killed (laughs) this was my worst ranked mission yeah so yeah um this this doesn't quite quantify how difficult they are but like red rum is really quick with a shotgun um mm-hmm. and i just I, I hadn't fought a lot of necks that used a shotgun at this point uh the spread fire is no joke um and then uh, starka has a machine gun so they have like both close and middle distance um covered it probably makes sense um that this was a little bit that i i mean i had a hard time with this but didn't have quite as hard a time because my strategy up until this point was all about keeping distance mm-hmm you know, so like the shotgun didn't actually get to me too much in this. So every once in a while, Red Run would close that distance, but I was so used to like dedicating a lot of my energy to keeping, yeah. to like spacing. Especially you know, so there wasn't a melee dude. Especially in next fights, it became not worth the energy I do that because they would they they would just maneuver around me so quickly. No matter how they, no matter how light I made myself. Yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't playing a particularly light build. I just spent all of my time moving away from them. Yeah. Like shot at the same time. I just moved as fast as I could. Yeah. Um, this was like, this was when I was in my medium phase. Like I went back and forth between heavy and medium builds pretty much. Right. Eventually settling on, uh, like hover tank legs, uh, mostly cause I thought they looked cool. <laughs> um, but the, uh, for the most part, here's where I'm just, I just have regular, uh, human legs, <laughs> a weird, weird pair of human legs stapled on to the bottom yeah. of my cube. <laughs> I mean, um, they, they were crushed instantly, but I felt like yeah. I made a point. Yeah, there's a little bit of humanity there. Um, <laughs> so just, I would, you know, it was just a attack. And the way to maintain that spacing was just to back up constantly and keep them in my field of view as much as I could. Yeah. Um, this, this is a bad strategy for many of the missions. So I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not trying to battle our strategies like they're Pokemons. No. But, no. like, it just, uh, that ended up making this not quite as hard as it could be. Yeah. This is this is about when I discovered the uh, the overwhelming power of vertical missiles. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a little bit later for me, but I definitely ended up getting that on that uh, overwhelming power myself. Yeah. Um, so. The next GA America um, quest and mission, whatever, uh, is uh, to defeat an unidentified arms fort. Uh, yes, this is in, a re- you get catfished real bad in this an old peace city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's a it's an unidentified crab walker. They don't know what to make of it. You can bring along a crew. Uh, you can bring somebody with you. I brought Mary Gate because we're we're solid. Um, mm. And you think, okay, this isn't going to be a big deal. You just fire and it goes down. But the crab isn't the real enemy. What happens is it deploys its orbs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it deploys these four things called uh sol dios cannons um yeah. that pop out and start like dashing around and shooting you with lasers yeah. aka sun god cannons yep but they couldn't say that no so the uh <laughs> yeah. and if you know anything about uh crab you know you don't want them to deploy orb no <laughs> like, for God's sake, no. like when, when 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 time for crab to deploy orb it's time for you to go yeah <laughs> Like that's that's the one thing I know. This thrills the crab. Um, <laughs> thrills the crab, and then you kills the crab. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so this is this is difficult because these things move very quickly, um, and these lasers yeah. just chew through your armor very quickly. The thing that sticks out to me though is that everybody seems just outraged that they're using these things. Yeah, yeah. In in it was very strange because the uh, the game has a weapon that you could petition you know position as like the the war crime right right like the kojima particles are so obviously bad tech right in, the, in this uh this fiction like i was very surprised by it. I was like oh man never use an ore but <laughs> you can use like radioactive stuff that like literally destroys the earth as much as you want right just don't bring an orb into it <laughs> the uh yeah. i i this is i didn't find this as hard i don't think yeah um the the way that they disperse um, oftentimes I would be out of range of most of them and could focus on one and just kind of got below it and shot up mm. a lot and did okay. Like if I, yeah. if I just kind of jammed on the dodge button. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a FromSoft game to find your weakness. I just, for, for some reason I had to do a lot of fiddling around to find something that would let me hit them while, uh, you know, being able to yeah. move quickly enough. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, and it wasn't something where I went in with an intentional build for that. I think it was another thing where my build just happened to coincidentally be okay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on to missions for the interior union, uh, defeating the eighth fleet. Yep. Remember those guys. <laughs> this is the other side of that, uh, defeat arms for Stigro because interior union union has hired you both. And guess what? Uh, whoever <laughs> they're basically paying you per kill. Yeah. Uh, so it's old John Henry versus the uh, uh, the <laughs> versus, <laughs> versus the steel driving fortress. Yep. Yeah. The. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not sure which one's John Henry in this instance. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I, I mean, you'd think that the one giant robot would be John Henry, but I guess the <laughs> the other one is also a John Henry. It's, a, it's all giant robots. Oh, they're, they're all steel driving machines. Yeah. Yeah. What if uh, it's competing one one smaller <laughs> automatic? rail spike machine versus a bigger automatic rail spike machine yeah that has like more people in it i guess that, that was that was the first <laughs> that's crewed entirely by a staff of john henry right <laughs> versus one john henry in a mecha suit it's basically yeah. the trolley problem <laughs> once, once american folklore uh in the future i can't wait for it to get confused enough to where yeah that's uh that's what what it is i can start telling my kids that's the legend of john henry <laughs> there are many john henry's just confuse them but this mm-hmm. one's mine yeah, 
Um, this is pretty, this is a really interesting twist mm -hmm. on something like success is incredibly easy to achieve here. Right. It's just good success, mm -hmm. you know, like getting a, you know, not having somebody else not snipe your kills. Right. Um, but it's fun to fight alongside an arms for you know? Yeah. 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 Very cool. Like, and there's awesome sense of scale and like the draw distance is such in this game that like, it's not super great. So you, I would be in one section, just like, you know, shooting submarines and then uh sticker, I would just go like, you know, like, roll up on my lawn and start doing donuts and shooting them. Shit. It's like, get out of here, Stukra. You know, it was, uh, but it just come out of nowhere. It was very, very fun. Yeah. Uh, the other one for interior union is uh, destroying B7. So you remember that mining facility we attacked earlier? Well, now we're going to take yep. it out. Taurus says, yep. hey, there are three Kojima plants here. Uh, you know, you need to go and destroy them. Oh, also, when you destroy them, there's going to be so much radiation that uh, you're going to die. So just try and move quickly. Yeah, this is this is one of my faves yeah. um, where like you you're heading down. It's all pretty easy, but uh, escaping the the generator rooms uh, is on a timer when you mm -hmm. go down and destroy the uh, the things. And this ended up being very fun and tense yeah. to me. Um, the uh, the generator rooms like drain your energy and your primal armor armor. Right. And you do the uh, the time to escape, you know, Metroid one like it's nothing <laughs> new, uh, but it was in appropriately intense. Right. Um, oh, I, I always felt like uh, when I was making that escape, like I'm not going to make it, not going to make it. I'm not moving quickly enough. Like climbing that massive shaft. That was so fun to jump down, you know, earlier, you know, in the previous yeah. mission. Yeah. No, very cool. Yeah. Um, you think that's everybody, but Hey, Omer science technology. Yep. They're around. Guess they what? Got some stuff they want you to do. Silent avalanche. They got to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, this was another one of those, uh, low visibility radar jamming maps where just, it was impossible for me to find everybody who I needed to kill. Yeah. This, this drove me nuts. Yeah. Uh, like just, just a really slow hunt. Yeah. Like you know, ar uh, around the edges and then just doing like diagonal sweeps across the, uh, ac yeah. ac across the, the, you know, the, the arena. Yeah. Uh, because like there are some that are just up in the cliffs and those are easy to find, but there are some that are just in the middle of a featureless white plane. Yep, it's, it's snowy and it's night. It's super <laughs> shitty visibility. Um, at this point, I had switched into my uh, <clears throat> my tank treads. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so my heavy uh, heavy mode, and you get to these little tiny lips, these little crevasses in the uh, snow, which are great for cover, but just waiting to get the uh, the vertical lift to get out of them when I would fall in one. <laughs> it was uh, like for playing dodging e was so for annoying. Twenty six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it was very et getting out of that pit actually um really really obnoxious and just like man out of all the missions to jam your radar yeah on, you know yeah i don't like finding needles in haystacks the one thing the only thing i really liked in this mission was realizing i could destroy the science domes oh yeah because they just want you to destroy all the defenses but i just like shot a science dome it didn't make a an impact really you know no. again this game doesn't always do a great job of telling you what you hit or that you got hit you know mm -hmm. that's not something the game does well uh, but then shooting one enough in the background, having the science dome explode uh, was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ended up like blowing those up because I thought, oh, so maybe some of these robots are inside there. That that didn't end up being the case, but it did yeah. indicate that that wasn't the case. That made me too. Like I was like looking for kinder eggs. No. Yeah. No. Um, they also want you to destroy uh, the uh, line arcs power recycling plant. Yes. The megaliths. Yes. Uh, uh -huh. So Omer hires you to do this. Uh, you VOB in um, and you're just kind of avoiding the flak from these anti-aircraft guns. 
uh, down yeah, the small corridor. Aircraft guns are crazy. They shoot these uh, gigantic like spheres of sparkling electricity <laughs> at you. So they create these kind of area denial yeah. places. And it's a very active VOB sequence. Like you have to do this a lot. Like you have to be very on, on the trigger. This is, you know, we, we've uh, defended this place before. Uh, now that it's time to destroy it, this gigantic tower uh, here. Um, is this the same tower that we uh, defended? Yeah. Was like, yeah, yeah, this is the same one. Um, I just had to pull up an image just to make sure. Again, like the noun soup. But um, this ends up being really, really difficult for armor be, or uh, for ammo if you don't have a sword. Right. Um, because there are a lot of defenses once you get up there. You're on this like little like parking garage that surrounds <laughs> it with a, yeah. with a roof. Um, and uh, afterwards, you have to destroy a certain number of panels on the outside of this like looks like a nuclear cooling tower. Right. Um, this is where the the fact that the game did not give you feedback that you were hitting things really started driving me crazy. I had no idea that I was doing damage to this, aside from the fact that like maybe a panel would fall off. A panel would fall off, but it under there would be a panel under it. <laughs> so it looked like I was just making a cosmetic change to it. Right. Um. You just have to hit it anywhere. Right. It doesn't have to be, and then it just at a certain point it just says nope it's been destroyed it's still standing uh-huh you know but it's like now it's been destroyed like it's actually like a pretty annoying mission because of that yeah um you know, little it shows you, to, you know pay attention to your uh you know your kinesthetics for sure make it satisfying to hit something i think regardless like that is a huge you know something we're going to learn about in um titanfall 2 like that is a yeah yeah you, you know when you're hitting something in that game yeah yeah um yeah, so it, it's uh, it's not super bad, but I just uh, ended up taking me a couple tries because of ammo. Yeah. Um, weirdly, you can pick up a mission for Orca, which is just straight up a terrorist organization. Like, they fly a black flag. Like, it's heavily coded as almost like an Al-Qaeda kind of thing. Mm. Did you notice that, like, in the in the video that they show you at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which seems a little bit hinky to me. A little bit, like yeah. as as a as a visual shorthand for for this, like it feels a little bit disrespectful. A little bit, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, they're named uh, Orca after the killer whales. Yes. So they also use uh, black and white as their colors. Yeah. And their their leader is Maximilian Thermidor, <laughs> who is usually the touring thereminist for the Strokes. <laughs> uh, he's he's got that <laughs> Strokes naming convention, like <laughs> Theophrastus Baumgartenstein or whatever the fuck those guys are named. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's the one. Names. He, he wears the inside out Jamiroquai hat. Yeah. 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 Um, so he, he's hired you, uh, to, uh, take down the main power supply for the biggest cradle. Right. Uh, the, the arteria ulna, all the things that are related to the cradle are named after body parts. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. He says like, Hey, this is going to be treason. However, you have to understand our motivations saying, you know, kind of like laying out Orca's case, the cradles are this stopgap unsustainable solution. And they're actually stopping us from escaping the ruined earth. Yeah. Yeah. So they are a terrorist organization, but they're also, you know, nobody's really right. No, no. In this like it doesn't, uh, and, and not in a way that I think totally succeeds either. Right. You know, like the, it, it doesn't feel like, um, it's like, a, it very much feels like a dry run for the, you know, continue the status quo versus right. make things possible again thing. Um, because like, yes, they should be able to, you know, take out the cradle so they can escape. Um, at the same time, it's just so many people are dependent. Oh, it's yeah. half the Earth's population. <laughs> right. You, uh, know? you know, what could be called this game's best ending still has you killing hundreds of millions of people. Yes. Yeah, your history's greatest monster in the endings that don't call you history's greatest monster. even. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And one, you snuff out all those lives and the other, you doom everybody to a slow death. Yes. Yeah. 
So that's that, that's kind of the stakes you're playing with. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. So you uh you this uh, takes place in this like gigantic canyon and you work your way up this kind of structure uh here uh up to past these gun emplacements yes. that are up at the very top. Yeah, you just have to take those out. Uh like this is an arena that hasn't been used before uh and will not be used again. So it is yeah. unique in the game. Yes. Yeah. Um but not nothing too complicated you know nothing nothing too complicated nothing too tough right uh in general it's cool i like doing a unique arena yes you know um because it at this point i feel like this is the chapter where like the repeating of arenas didn't get didn't get that bad but i noticed they were definitely doing it yes you know and you're in the same places right like it it makes sense but Mm -hmm. it's uh you know just visually it's cool to be in another biome yeah and also like this one functions differently you know like just a it's a different shape, a different topology of, you know, damage coming at you. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't end chapter, chapter three, uh, chapter three ends with you making a decision. Uh, and yes. the way that I have the structured is walking down the league path first and then talking about the stuff that is specific to Orca. Yes. So if you're doing the league path, which is the, the path of least resistance, you know, uh, in the game and is the easiest path. Right. Um, so it, it makes sense to do this one first. Uh, your first uh, mission is to defend the Arterias, uh, Arteria Carpals. Yes. Carpals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carpalis, which is, uh, you know, capillaries. Like, this is blood, mm-hmm. again, moving to the uh, the cradles. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Rosenthal's hired you to do this, and you are going to be uh, working with this incredibly powerful next uh, called Noblesse Oblige. Yes. Yeah. So this is that gigantic bathtub in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, this is this is where you get. Uh, so this is the mission that I had to use missile missiles on. Mm-hmm. I change the regulations and take these guys out. Yeah, uh, because you're um, you know, you arrive and you know basically everything has been taken out. All of the defensive uh, uh, emplacements that should should have helped you, like they've already gotten to them, and you are fighting two very powerful next. Yeah, who move around like your your partner is not very useful. And they move around at insane speeds and hit you from every conceivable angle. Right. Like I, th- I think, and it's so weird too because the uh, this is a really weird point of comparison. It's one I brought up in the Slack, and it's not going to make tons of sense. But there's an element uh, of playing this game, um, and it has to do with that that from software kind of like lack of polish that is actually a good thing. But it means there are difficulty spikes in it, right. like defined difficulty spikes. Um, and this was a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and playing it like the, it kind of feels like passing a kidney stone, getting past these super difficult parts. <laughs> and then the fun comes like flooding back. <laughs> like as soon as I, I got past this, uh, this part, it was like, I, I ejected this, like, I, I don't like this mission. I don't think this is very fun. No, I ejected this like really, really hard thing. And then the next like few missions went down like absolute butter. Right. Right. You know, like super easy, super fun, very satisfying. Like, you know, not that it has to be easy to be good, but the, uh, you know, missing that balance. So it, it felt like yeah. that to me. Yeah. And that happened. The same thing happened with me with mother will where like, well, I was very frustrated with it and then pop, you know, past the stone and then urine and blood can <laughs> flow freely again, <laughs> you know, as, as it does. You throw up, you go to the hospital, you get some morphine and you come out yeah. like, Oh man, all the world's a stage. Um, yeah, not, <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah. A pearl to me. Um, <laughs> you know, it felt like that to me like i i had such a hard time with this and found it so frustrating and like ended up doing what well, wasn't cheating because it's within the game but i felt 
you know, gross. Oh, you're cheesing like, it. She, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Super like, cheesed it. You know, like I'm, I'm fighting these guys from the other side of a wall and hoping yeah. that the homing missiles take them out. Exactly. Like yeah. I cheesed it like hell, you know, and I, it wasn't like I watched videos of people doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because I want, you know, to get inspiration, like that is a, a good way to get past a block. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't end up making sense to me. Like the vocabulary of the game hadn't sunk in enough to where I could watch what somebody else was doing and really understand it. Right. You know, so it ended up, again, I ended up kind of cheesing it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So this begins chapter four. Um, Orca and Thermidor have launched their all-out attacks on the Cradle Arteria, you know, trying to bring them down. Um, mm-hmm. And it ends with lead dogs, welcome to Earth, which is totally an ID4 thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it's the infection of that key, uh, Kojima particles oh, to yeah. just lift a line from a movie <laughs> without, uh, without recontextualizing or doing anything with it. Right. I mean, it, it makes sense in the context, like, oh, you know, you lead dogs, you live up there on your cushioned clouds or whatever, you know, welcome, welcome to the hardship that we have to endure. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so this starts off with uh, defending cradle O three, um, a specific cradle that the, uh, the league's going after. Yeah. Um, uh, I have we, no, we've done a cradle mission and it's just like that. I have no notes yeah. for this, but that's, that's the description. You're just fighting a bunch of stuff in the air. Like some, some named nexts show up for you, for you to shoot and kill. Um, and they, the cradles themselves will go down. Um, you want to keep damage to a minimum, but you know, they can actually take down cradles. And when they do, they like cackle like villains and, mm. and say how many people die. Yeah. Um, but you know, Again, like it, it, I just tried it enough until they didn't kill them and shot them in kind of a boring arena. Yeah. Weirdly enough, uh, they, they never took a cradle down on me. So I didn't, I didn't make a note of that as a, uh, as a wrinkle for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You want to keep that destruction to a minimum. Yeah. So, and they, they can actually sink the, the cradles. Yeah. There. Uh, the next one is defeating Orca's special arms fortress unit. Um, <laughs> you're in the old Clark area. Clark. Clark. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, that's the attic where he looks back on his family pictures and gets sad. Christmas is that time of year. <laughs> Such a wonderful feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that movie too much. Um, so what this is, it's these four uh, arms horse tanks uh, in a snowy field. Uh, and they just spray out laser blades to cover each other. Um, yeah. You're just c- kind of being just a uh, pin cushioned with fire the entire time. Yeah. They're slow moving. Like uh, you can actually dodge those if you can see them coming. Right. You know, which is ended up being the kind of the key for me is to be very, very mobile uh, in this mission as well. I had to retire the old tank legs for a time. Yeah. Um, visibility was a problem for me with that. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, visibility is a problem in general. Right. Like, uh, you know, you want to get right up in there, but at the same time, like, you know, it's hard to see when the attacks are coming. Also a problem for this. They're only weak on their radiation vents. So you have to get right on top of them yeah. to, uh, to do anything. Um, yeah. I like used all my ammo taking down the first three uh, and I had to use melee attacks to finish off the fourth. I think, and I think that's kind of uh, generally the, uh, uh, you know, the MLG way to do this, this mission anyway, yeah. when I was reading about it. Um, yeah. It's in a cool setting too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old Clark area is pretty cool. Uh, it's like a city drowned in ash. You know, it looks neat. Yeah. Um, then you have to take out the anti-satellite cannons. Like Orca is going to use those to attack Cradle 3 from the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, since you stop them from their frontal attack. Um, this is another kind of Cradle mission. 
uh, mostly with regular non-next mecha flying in from above. Yeah. 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 Which is, again, pretty basic. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like, to... The game's very short. It's very hard to call any of the things that happen like padding. I do think that there's like, it is a little bit of like eight different types of missions in a 10 mission bag. Yes. You know, like there's a little bit of repetition of this stuff that's not super interesting. Right. Uh, but not nearly as much as there could be. Like it's not, you know, it's mostly pretty good and they do add, they do a good job of adding wrinkles for a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we have two left, uh, we have to defeat the Orca main forces that have occupied big box. Yes. <laughs> so the best buy has been taken over. No. <laughs> um, we have to clear out the geek squad. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is GA America's former stronghold city. Yeah, you know, it's so who who knows how insensitive it is it is to laugh because that's obviously a bad translation or that is English that is used by non-native speakers for um you know just kind of like oh English is cool effect. Yeah, well, just, just then just uh just whenever I have that feeling like I just say like oh I'm making fun of the localizer. You know, it's Oof. like the localization fail. It's not the person who wrote it, right. really. You know, like that's localization is a thing. Yep. <laughs> um, this is really interesting. Uh, this mission, this ended up being something I ended up cheesing as well, um, because the uh, enemy next won't leave the main kind of arena. Um, so if you go over to one of the cannons that are kind of a non-issue, you can go over and destroy them. Well, when I went over there, I noticed that nobody would follow me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could just like do strafing runs yeah, uh, and take out the, the guys here in the kind of middle section of this big kind of featureless glowing <laughs> metal construct. Yeah. Like you're fighting on a rooftop almost. Yeah. Um, a big box. This was a, this was a similar situation to the previous mission where like vertical missiles are greater than everything, mostly out of necessity because one of the enemy necks that you're fighting is this tank with like a Gatling gun, like a, like a plasma gun almost that just shreds through your primal armor. Yeah. Like, and he has huge defense too. Yeah. Like he's very hard to hit. So like doing these kind of like, you know, long strafing runs was the only thing I, that allowed me to take him out. Right. Uh, for me, but yeah, it was kind of, this is kind of a cool mission, um, for being a big box. Yeah. Um, even if I ended, ended up kind of cheesing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we get before the final mission, we get a, a, a cutscene saying like, Hey, they've reached this truce, right? Like there was a battle on Arteria Cranium. However, it abruptly stopped and Orca had cut a deal to kind of act as the uh, security mercenaries for the league's leaders. Yeah. Um, saying like, Hey, you know, we can, we can keep on doing this. We can keep profiting from all this destruction. Um, but when the pilot of uh, the Ryder Palish uh, decides, uh, yeah, I'm going to break off and become independent because this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Doing that, like, you know, there's no real difference between these two things. Big money controls all. Right. Don't don't fight Best Buy. <laughs> um, is the is the, the message message there. Yeah, it ends with uh, defend arteria cranium. Uh here. Which, uh, so when, you know, who, who broke off, uh, is the person who contacts you right? and Same. says like, I can't yeah. pay you until I can't pay you a lot of money, but, um, we need to take out Orca because something is not sitting right about this. Yes. Um, yeah. So you end up again in kind of a big tech room, uh, here <laughs> like doing a, a two on, 
yeah, big, big hallway with a smaller hallway that connects to it. Mm-hmm. Um, taking out uh, Ostarva uh, slash Thermidor uh, as well, and his his buddy and friend. <laughs> um, Thermidor is really tricky. He's a swordsman, so he's a melee yeah. next. And he's can close distances like almost instantly. He's like so fast. Yeah. The way that I ended up taking this out, and I don't, it was kind of like cheesing, but also felt really cool, mm-hmm. uh, was baiting him into that very narrow hallway and then taking the fact that I could fight from distance. So he would charge me. I would boost up and again, kind of Toro him, similar to, uh, to Stricka uh, from before. Mm-hmm. Um, then turn around and shoot him as he did his backswing. And because he had no side to side, like horizontal movement. Yeah. Uh, he was very limited. Yeah. What you end up running into, especially with these melee focused, um, next, and we're going to hit this real bad later on. Uh, one of the orca missions is they don't have the same limitations on their quick dash that you do. Um, yeah. so like with you, you know, depending on your loadout, you quick dash, there's a cooldown, then you have to do it again. So you can't really chain it. Um, AI can just dash, 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 dash. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and he uses that to uh, to get an advantage over you. Yeah. Um, but when you take both of these out, the conspiracy is down, Orca is done, um, and the League celebrates. Like, hey, uh, you know, we put this, we put down this uprising. We can continue living on our cradles. However, hmm, does it seem like the air is a little bit worse? Hmm, okay. Mm. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. And what you've done is, you know, stopped Orca's plans to get humanity off of Earth and into space to look for another place to live, condemning the entire human race to suffocate to death as they ruin the Earth with Kojima particles. Eventually. Yeah. But also saving the lives of the the half the Earth that lives in the sky. Yes. So, yay. Yeah. Um, The the, uh, Orca path, uh, if you switch to that, you start out with the attack on Arteria uh, Carpalis. Right. Um, this is the other side of that mission that we talked about again, the, the bathtub and the sea, um, yes. you know, this is one of many simultaneous attacks that are happening on the arteria facilities, um, with the idea of being crippled the cradles by denying them the energy that they need. Um, and so you show up and it's you taking out the defenses that were not there when you showed up to defend the place before. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Like that's a cool little like idea <laughs> for this. Yeah. Um, so the first leg is really easy. Like you're on a timer basically to take out as many of these guns as you can before noblesse of leisure arrives. This is a fight that I definitely had to cheese because again, that dash, 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 dash happening. Um, I brought in a Kojima cannon. Like it's a set of arms that has two shots in it. You have to charge them up, but it just took him down in one shot. Mm. Yeah. I ended up doing the missiles on the other side of the wall thing. Oh, okay. Again, for this guy, but it was still close and hard. Yeah. So, <laughs> so super, super tricky. It, it was nerve wracking and I definitely had to survive and also clear out a space for me to pull this off. But it's like, okay, I have one shot at this. Otherwise, I have to restart. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you also have to defend the anti-satellite cannons. So it, pretty much there's a flip side to everything you did before. Yeah. You know, now you're doing opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hang out by them and a next shows up for you to fight. Neonitis. Uh, Neonitis. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And then we move on to, I think, one of the most visually impressive um, of the arm sport fights, but not necessarily mechanically satisfying. This is. Yeah, yeah, def- I, def- I think this is really like a bad climax to this. <laughs> yeah. To the arms fortresses here. Yeah. So this is the one that looks like a Final Fantasy IX summon. Uh, Thermidor wants you to take out 
uh, this interior Union AF um, that was also made with uh, Omer that has a massive Kojima reactor in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the way this works, uh, you have to be able to uh, fly right. uh, almost continuously through here because it's just it's flying. It's a flying arms fortress. Right. Um, is kind of take out these wings. This is I end up switching to swords. Yep. Uh, for this and getting up on the wings and, and taking them out. Um, it's constantly doing this assault armor, huge area effect thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of dash in and out uh, to take it out here. Um, yeah. Taking off those wings destabilizes it, but it also has tons of missiles and tons of laser beams and all those things are attacking you while you're trying to juggle these two things. Yeah. So I think this looks cool. Um, and I like the idea of fighting a flying arms force, like all of that. Hey, sign me up, whatever. I ended up at, like, I, I watched a YouTube video of somebody doing this successfully so I could figure out exactly how you do damage to it. Yeah. And again, that's that, uh, that lack of feedback, right? You know, like I was hitting the, uh, the wings of it for lack of a better word and just didn't know if that was, if my attacks were bouncing off armor, if that was a good thing or not. Right. You know, and just like a sound, mm-hmm. you know, like it would all that it would be to take to fix that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I ended up doing the same, the exact same thing. Yep. Like ended up having to watch somebody else do it. Yeah. And once I did, it was easy enough, you know, it was just about dodging fire and getting out of the way of that explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in this mission, uh, Thermidor dies. Yes. Uh, here. So the next mission you get posthumously, um, at the attack on Arteria Cranium. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the, since you're the last surviving member of Mor- uh, Orca, <laughs> um, it's, it's your duty to go to the Cranium and take the cradles down. Yes. Uh, so this is a one-on-two fight against two extremely difficult next. Uh, Roy Saland in the my book. Saland. 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 He's a slad. Yeah. Roy Slatland. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Slatland. <laughs> uh, piloting the my bliss. And then also our old friend, Wynn D. Fanchon in the writer polish. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I ended up doing something very, it wasn't quite as satisfying because uh, it wasn't a specifically melee mm-hmm. next, but I ended up using that uh, hallway to my advantage. Yeah. And just limiting the mobility of my opponents because enemy next mobility is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But the My Bliss is balanced, but not very mobile. Uh, It covers you with missiles, whereas the Rider Polish is incredibly quick, um, but it is uh, geared to ignore your defenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the two main endings you're likely to get. The uh, kind of, you know, hidden path is the destruction path. Yeah. Oh, we should the, talk the, about the, what the ending for Orca is because you bring oh, down yeah, yeah. all the cradles, destroying half of the population of earth, but opening a path to the stars. Yes. Yeah. And you, th- when we talk about the endings, like we're, we're talking about uh 30 second videos. Right. That, that say exactly what we said over like, not quite <laughs> stock footage, but just kind of still images and stuff. Right. So they're not, there's not very much to the endings. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's what happens there. There's also this third way, the destruction path, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, which you take the Orca path. Um, but when you get to, uh, you end up destroying Cradle, uh, Cradle 03. Mm-hmm. And this gives you a, a mission called the Occupation of Arteria Carpals. Yeah. Um, and it's a splinter group, essentially, of this terrorist organization. Right. Uh, headed up by the old king. That's his nickname. He is a bad, bad man who says there's no hope for any of it. The best way to stop this is to burn it all down. Yes. Uh, and you fight him and the, the dialogue reflects us. Like there's someone, somebody's talking about uh, you uh, in one of these missions. I can't remember exactly which one I watched these on. I didn't do these online. I watched them. Um, and someone's like, you know, is it even a human can even understand us? Right. You know, like they literally questioned your humanity down to the base level. Right. Uh, for this. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, the hardest 
of them, you're, you're fighting everybody and you fight mm -hmm. lots of uh, multiple on ones and you just have old King with you who is for a formidable opponent, but is also not equal to the, the odds. Right. Right. Um, so the only reason I didn't do this, a, I didn't feel like playing through the game for a third time, but I just didn't see myself being up to that many next fights. So I was happy just to watch this. Um, yeah, it, did, it, it didn't sound interesting to me. Yeah. It's, it's impressively dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full dark. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I just don't, um, and the big thing with two, uh, that, that not playing it a third time is a really big part of it. Right. Right. Like it is, uh, it's cool. It's impressively dark at the same time. Like this game didn't end up having, like, I like this, I guess we're, we're kind of a transition into yeah, final yeah, let's do that. Um, I like this. I don't need to play it again. Like it ended up being like a seven or eight hour game mm -hmm. and was great for that. Yeah. The idea of playing it over and over and over, I think that it would not work out well for me i think that it would end up making it uh i would the, the flaws would shine brighter than the the you know advantages i wouldn't gain a deeper appreciation yeah i would be more annoyed by the things i was already annoyed by right the, the 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 cool stuff would erode as it became routine yes you know like i know this mission there's nothing in this that is surprising me anymore um yeah. even in the even in the hard mode versions, which those are talked up a lot, you get special rewards for doing that, but it's mostly new uh, new gear uh, yeah. that you can get. Like, that's how you get the Moonlight Blade and such. Um, and also, I think the Zinc is um, Armor Core's version of just, like, the uh, impossible kill everything weapon. It's like a, a homing missile kind of thing. Um, like, you can do those, but most of the variation is it adds in uh, almost like an enemy invader. Like, you just have to fight another next on top yeah. of what you already had to fight. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's too much when I, even just doing the orca path, there was more repetition than I wanted. Right. You know, to, to do it. And that's, that's, that's a, that's a me thing. I don't like playing the same game over and over. Usually like mm -hmm. when I finish a game, it is demoralizing for me to start it over. Right. Um, so that is another reason why I wasn't going to do the third one. Um, so we end up being left with something that where it's like, it has a lot of the hallmarks of things that I love about, from but if we had played this before we played dark souls it's not like we would make you know next side chat like <laughs> right. it, it doesn't have those that, that kind of same power i don't think mm -hmm. it is as good a game as any of the souls games while still being like really good and fun to play yes you know it doesn't um, feel super deep to me it felt very arcadey yeah the the high highs of this you know the more impressive big arms for missions that feel very lovingly designed that put you into these tactical situations that you have to think through like those are as you know like th those are impressive and fantastically fun yeah. um i you know that that doesn't justify a lot of the sameness i think that you would encounter by going through it over and over again um i like this this is just the right amount of fiddly for me actually like the customization designing something, trying something different, seeing how different stuff plays like that ended up being very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. You know? And I also like, not just the arm fortress. I like the missions that were like, not that like hunt everything down, but the kind of, you know, fight a bunch of regular enemies. Yes. Missions. You know, if it wasn't a scavenger hunt mm -hmm. kind of thing, I thought those were very fun too. Yeah. Even when they weren't that challenging, like it's still satisfying and visually cool and feels good in your hands. And like, you know, it's all really good. And the, the theme stuff, you know, I ragged on the story of this a lot. Like it's almost all in, in how it was told and missed opportunity. Yeah. Like it, it what's there is evocative and kind of cool. Yeah. It's just, it just blew past me. And yeah. people say that about souls games, but souls games, there's a lot to read. Like there's a lot to take in. Yeah. There's, a lot there's just text. a lot less, yeah. you know, there's just a lot less of 
yeah. all those things, those from soft things. It's yeah. still there, but there's just less of it. <laughs> Unfocusing your eyes and looking at it thematically, like this is an impressively dark and bleak world, like that I think approaches, you know, a little bit of like Demon Souls, not quite at that level or, you know, <laughs> hitting with the dagger like specificity that that does, but just, just the idea that like, oh, I'm a mercenary and. In the same breath, I will take a lot of money to destroy an agricultural plant for, for you know, for one company, and then turn around and help that same company that I just sabotaged. Like literally human life in the, in this, you know, the, the uh, population, it really doesn't matter an awful lot compared to just the do the jobs that you're doing. Like this is completely stripped of humanity in a, in a way that resonates for me as like, oh, this is terrible. It's it's a really, really dark world where the dark is impressive, but the world is entirely abstract almost. Right. Yeah. Like you never actually get to experience it. Um, you have to imagine not, that it's there. You know, and that's something that they would go on to be – it's not just like in terms of video games. Uh, you know, in terms of video games, it's actually probably fine for that. That's not saying video games do that well. It's just one of my favorite things about Souls games. Right. You know, like even as soon – you know, right, right after this, Demon Souls came out, like mm – -hmm. It's like, you know, you go to the Valley of Defilement. It's like, oh, these people are throwing their babies in here because they worship this God. Like, there's all these concrete examples of what life is like, mm -hmm. which makes the final decision at the end have stakes. Right. This always felt like they were just numbers to me. Yeah. You know, and because the two different things you do are literally kill one half of the population or kill the other half of the population. Like, <laughs> I know which half of the population I'd rather have die, like death to the 50%, I guess. Right. <laughs> the... <laughs> So flip a coin, you're Harvey Dent. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, occupy all streets. Uh, that's the fifty percent. Is is what it kind of puts you in that position. Um, yeah. But it just like you know, I will I will do a a anti wealth narrative. Uh -huh. You know, I don't I don't want people to have privilege. Um, at the same time, though, it's just none of them were people. Yeah. You know, so it's just the the story stuff just didn't work for me. Um, and kind of a bummer. But it worked yeah. great as an arcade like virtual on kind of cruising around like that dash thing that you do that was like you know if you go back to the zone of the enders episode it's like my mm -hmm. you know favorite thing in that game is how you have those yeah. sparks and your your feet trail across the ground it's you know looks really cool yeah uh, you do that for this entire game and it still looks really cool yeah so yep um i would yep, recommend people play it like it's it's super good it's frustrating that you have to like buy a physical copy of this fortunately it's not very expensive you know it's yeah. frustrating you have to have a 360 or a ps3 which in, you know decreasing numbers that people even have plugged in um, yeah. but like, I would say if you've been looking for an inroad to this series, you know, I haven't played all of it to compare. This was a satisfying way to approach it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The time, you know, it, I grossed a little bit about it, but it's all just because of things I want it do. You know, I want it to be a little bit better. Like it's all missed potential stuff. Mm -hmm. The, I had a lot of fun during the time I was playing it. Right. Like, I think it's really good. It is pretty easy to recommend. And the big thing it did for me was thinking like, you know, if the, the comparison, like, oh, the old games are like Kingsfield and this is like Bloodborne. I'm like, man, I got to get to this Kingsfield entries in the series. Like, I want to play this. Because I like slow. Kingsfield. Yeah, yeah I, love, I want, I want, I need to try a version of this that is slow and clunky mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, has that kind of pace to it. I want to give that a shot to you. Right. You know, play one of the old Armored Core games yeah. uh, and see how that feels. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to dipping back into the series. Yeah. Um, I, it was but, really like the, the, <laughs> There, there were times where it was very hard to get myself to stop playing this. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to, you know, take another try at something or see what was next. Um, it went down very smooth. Those yeah. difficulty spikes aside. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, you know, su super, super fun. Yeah. Um, recommended. Yeah, thanks, Mitch.
Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm happy. There was another one too. He had, he had he was tossing out between two different Armored Core games. If I it was Armored Core Four. It was like, hey, yeah. this is the one that might be a little bit more satisfying. Uh, but if you wanted to get the basis for the story, if you didn't want to go in halfway, if you don't want to go into the movie halfway through, four is also acceptable. Um, gotcha. And just chose for answer because it seemed to kind of not matter as much, and his uh, recommendation was for answer. So yeah. And I think that I think that's the right choice. And just to, to head off straw men where people were actually going to say this, like, like, oh, of course, the, you know, the story kind of fell flat for you. You didn't play the the first one. Like I read about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I read the synopsis of it. I don't think it's a story failing. It's a it's a storytelling method. Failing, yeah. yeah, presentation. Um, yeah. So thanks, Mitch. Um, there's one one more game left in mech month, as we alluded to. That's Titanfall 2, mm -hmm. a game I'm super excited to, uh, to talk about. Yeah. Um, which get, also goes down real easy. Get it. Play it. It's a lot of fun. Like, mm -hmm. don't be dissuaded by, like, people saying the multiplayer is bad now or whatever. Uh, that's always going to be the case, no matter what. If you buy a multiplayer-focused game, the single-player campaign is incredibly good. Yeah, and that's, and that again, that's what we're going to focus on. Yes. Um, um, after that, so next month in uh, March, we're going to be uh, covering a smattering of games, starting out with our poll winner. It's pretty safe. To, I mean, it's, it's, it's Ikaruga. Like, we yeah. have one day left on that poll, but it's it, it's so far ahead. If if uh, if you if you're wrong, if there's an upset, I'm gonna print a picture of you holding up a uh, uh, Ikaruga wins on a newspaper, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it'll become a famous uh, famous picture. It'll hey, um, yeah yeah. So the, um, yeah, so we're gonna our first uh, shoot 'em up. We're gonna give that a shot. Um, in mild grousing about which shoot 'em up we chose, but it, there was method behind it. Yep. You know, there's like it's not necessarily trying to choose the best of the genre for people who are already hardcore fans. We were choosing things that people had heard about and might be entry points right. for people because that's where we're at, mm -hmm. you know? So, yes, there are, you know, crazy, you know, uh, toe shooters that are much more, you know, probably deeper. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, we're, we're novices. That's not where we're at. I'm I'm happy yeah. that Ikaruga is uh, going through. I was, I was, I Ikaruga to my second choice. I would have probably chosen uh, Jamestown just mm -hmm. because it's got interesting theming. Yes. And Ikaruga does not. Right. Um, but I am looking forward to playing it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, um, after that, we are playing The Witcher 3 Hearts of Stone, which I am just on the edge of finishing. Yes, like literally. Like he's closer to the end than you might think. <laughs> um, yeah, looking forward to talking about that. It contains the three best quests in The Witcher. Yep. Um, yeah, all in that DLC and is awesome. I've been looking forward to talking about that for a while. Yep. Um, after that, we're doing two-parter. Uh, we're doing a two-parter on Breath of the Wild, yep. uh, Zelda edition, um, which is a Switch uh, and we use Zelda game mm -hmm. as a big open world upset to the formula. Yeah. And it's very good and very interesting. And we're going to be joined uh, by John. Yep. By John. This is going to be our uh, first guest episode in a while. Um, yeah. 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 Looking forward um, to uh, talking about that. I got a little ways through when that game first came out, but then dropped it for distraction reasons. Uh, excited to jump in in earnest. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Um, and then we have cool things planned for after that as well. Um, stay tuned to, for the uh, the responses episode yes. this month to hear about what we're doing in April. Yeah. Um, other than that, you can support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, give us a couple of bucks a month. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. And we get a lot of cool rewards, including dictating uh, theme months and guest episodes, things like that. That's yeah. where that stuff happens. Yeah. Even at the lowest tier, you can participate in those polls that we talked about. Yeah. So if you're a huge Jamestown fan, <laughs> hell, if you're, a, if you're an R-type too yeah. fan, you know. Gotta gotta get that. Give us that buck a month, then you can you can make your voice heard. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, you also rate and review us on iTunes. That's very appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell your friends. Yeah. Like uh, we're trying to uh, expand our listener base, and that really only happens by word of mouth. You know, we spend a little bit of money on advertising, like banner ads on something awful. If you came through those, uh, that's the first episode we recorded after those went up. Welcome. We're happy to have yeah. you here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know. And but you can you can do a lot to help people learn about us. Uh, message boards, things like that are very helpful. Whenever I see one of those, it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and finally, just before we sign off, uh, we do like to do a shout out to people who patronize us uh, at the ten dollar amount yes yes yeah yes ten dollars uh, so these people give us ten dollars a month these are our some of our strongest patrons mm-hmm. we really do appreciate them people like james burns yeah people like ah somebody somebody got the high score in <laughs> in pac-man and his mom was in the parking lot and he had to go <laughs> it is literally just the letter a four times in a row <laughs> um big thanks to gabe pelkert mm-hmm. thank you gabe thank you big thanks to brian clark I really appreciate it, Brian. And big thanks to David Robinson. Um, Thanks, guys. We really appreciate Uh, it. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And until next time, uh, who is Core Dog? Corn dog. <laughs> what is it? What made corn dog go? Who, who wants corn dogs? <laughs> hey, I could eat a corn dog right now. Uh, you know what? It's been forever since I've fucked up a corn dog. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, like fucked up is a very vague verb for that. I know. I just want to destroy corn dog with my mouth. Yeah, just gonna, just gonna, uh, and if you're lucky. <laughs>